a game to Dos Palos, who's a, a section uh, rival and, and a tough team uh, just south of them. Uh, right. So they lost to a very good football team, 11-1. and one. They've had a fantastic season. They won the TVL. They beat Escalon earlier in the year. Really, I think the key for them is their quarterback, a sophomore, Nathan Costa. When these two teams played earlier, he had a big game. Yeah. How the sophomore handles a section final at UOP, uh, where Escalon's been here five or six years in a row, I think he is the key to, to Hillmar's success today. Also, Hillmar's front defensive four, right. how they handle the Escalon line, uh, young men, uh, Adam Cook, Tyler Bungard, Matt Borges, and Mark Santos, how they handle the offensive line of Escalon is a definite key here as well. So, you know, we always hear about the, uh, the games being won and lost at the line of scrimmage. It always is true, and in high school football, it's no exception with that. If you have a good blocking line, which I saw last night at Central Catholic, these guys just know how to block people, you block and uh, you can you can effectively run and, and and I guess the word is uh, is uh, is really just execution. And, and if you execute, you're going to be able to get things done in that respect. Um, now, which team do you think has a little more momentum headed in here? Are they both kind of equal in that regard? Or uh, do you think there's an edge to Escalon because they lost to Hilmer? I know that in coaches, they like to talk about how it's difficult to beat a team twice in one season. As a coach, how do you approach a game if you've lost to an opponent already that season? Well, you're right. Beating a team twice in a year yeah. is so difficult to do. Escalon has has said since they lost to Hillmar, they wanted another chance. They've taken care of business. They're back here. They have their second chance. What a great motivation for Escalon here today. I would say emotionally, Escalon has the upper hand. On the other hand, you have a Hillmar team who really shocked the area when they beat Escalon, went into Escalon and, and beat them on their home field. Yeah. Now they're in the section final. They're the league champs how they handle the emotion that Escalon's going to give them here today is going to be a large determining factor in this football game. What a great setup. You have one school towns, Escalon and Hillmar, yeah, from yeah. the same league. They had a great football game in which Escalon feels that they lost because they turned the ball over. And in fact, that may just be an excuse. Hillmar saying, hey, we beat you. And uh, we're going to find out today who the best team is. And right now the weather is cooperating. It's beautiful out here. A little bit of a breeze going from uh, our left to right, which is uh, going towards the right end zone. So that could come into play with the passing game of the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. But both teams do like to run the football. So uh, definitely the strength of these teams are running the football. You know, you talk about emotions, Frank. Uh, by the way, Frank Bisbal, our analyst tonight, or today. Uh, the first five, ten minutes, basically, that's the important part here. The first possessions for each team. Which team can maybe grab a few first downs? Maybe not score, but definitely move the chains a little bit. That might make a big difference in this ball game in the long run here. In Especially big field position. In big games like this, turnovers are always going to be the, the big factor in the game. But I'll tell you what, after the first hit, all those nerves That's and right. stuff go away, <laughs> and it's just playing football and executing and, and executing the game plan, and all that stuff just sort of goes by the wayside. So they're extremely nervous right now. The kids are probably shaking in their feet and on their <laughs> boots right now. But in about a couple minutes here after this opening kickoff, you're going to see just two teams getting after it, and it'll be normal high school football. Absolutely. It looks like uh, Hilmar is, uh, has elected to kick the football. Escalon will be receiving to our left. Escalon in the, uh, is the road team in this game. They have the white road jerseys on. They have the white tops with the, uh, with the purple 
pants. The white socks pulled up nice and high. And, of course, the yellow uh, Escalon helmets with the E on the side in purple. They got the names on the back and the uh, and the purple numbers as well. For for uh, Hilmar, they got kind of a Sonora kind of look to them. A little bit of dark green with a yellow stripe down the side. Really nice-looking uh, uniforms for Hilmar and Escalon. Uh, and uh, right now, the special teams are on the field as Escalon about, or uh, Hilmar about to kick off. Jesus Valencia will be doing the kicking, it appears, for the Hilmar Yellow Jackets as he is out there doing the kicking and uh, back to receive for the Escalon Cougars. Back there is number three, Jesse Miguel, of course, one of the faster guys you'll see, and Marcus Kistler, uh, a 5'11 senior. So uh, both those guys back, we're about ready to get this D4 section championship game underway here at Stag Stadium on the caps at UOP. The officials now standing in front of the football placed at the 40 to our right. And the whistle is blown, ready to go, and he approaches the kick. The kick is on the way, a little line drive kick over to the right side. Nice and deep, though, and fumbled on the play, but uh, recovered by Marcus Kistler. He runs to the right side, and a nice job of containment that time by the Hilmar Yellow Jackets. And the tackle there made by Chris Davis, number 20, a 5'9 senior. So that senior gets first tackle of this section championship game, and Esquilon back in uh, not a great field position to start here, Frank. You saw some of the nerves, you know, he mishandled the ball, dropped the kickoff. That's exactly why Hillmar chose to kick off. They pinned him down inside the 20, actually on the 12 or 13-yard line, and Hillmar's got to love the poor field position that Escalon's starting with. So now here comes Escalon. Dom Chap, their quarterback, a senior, uh, about a 5'9", 150 pounds. They end uh, running a running play to start the game here. Tony Reese on right side over the right tackle that time. Gains about a yard or two. So it'll be, uh, I believe, second and about eight or seven. And we'll get an official thing there. Actually, it's about a two-yard gain, so second and eight now. And not a bad play off the first down. You know, they don't want to come out throwing. Some teams like to uh, go for a big strike early on. But both of these teams are built on the ground. So we'll see. They go to the line of scrimmage now. Dom Chap under center. Handoff right up the middle this time. Breaking a tackle, but a nice job at the line of scrimmage by uh, Hillmar's number 50, Matt Borges, a 6'1 senior. This guy's a big boy. 6'1", 225 in the middle of that defensive line. So uh, nice back-to-back -back running plays, though. They're moving, uh, moving the ball a little bit here. Escalon's coming out today in a double tight formation, trying to see how Hillmar will line up and, and defend it. Uh, so it's interesting to see that Hillmar's got about nine guys in the box defensively. Very tight formation again with both backs back there. Now it's a pitch over to the right. This time it goes to Miguel. Miguel, no. Wow, nice tackle that time and containment by uh, the Yellow Jackets. And there for the tackle is Chris Davis, number 20 once again. And uh, going <laughs> running over to his sidelines is Tyler Bungard, a 6'2 junior for the Yellow Jackets, trying to get the crowd pumped up. It looks like a fourth and what, about a few inches there, Frank? About four yards, actually. They, they're going to put the ball. Okay, uh, at the wrong mark. Couldn't there. ask for a better <laughs> setup for uh, Hillmar. They stopped him, pinned him down inside the 20. And that's one of the reasons why they elected to kick after winning the coin toss. This kick, a low line drive. A fair, fair, it looked like a fair catch signal. And I don't know why he's fair catching there. The, the ball was received by Dwayne Mendez for Hillmar. And why would he uh, fair catch there? Was that just one of the nerves things? That yeah, I think it's a little nerves here early. But dang, they've got great field position. They're already in Escalon territory, their first possession. I uh, tell you, things are working out for Hillmar here early. Definitely, and uh, I know that uh, three straight running plays for Escalon, trying to establish that ground game. Got about six yards on their first possession, and we talked about the first possessions. Here comes the sophomore quarterback now to the line of scrimmage. Nathan Costa leading his team under center with two receivers to his right, one back. He's back to pass right off the bat, a little slant route, and it's an incomplete pass overthrown. Intended receiver Dwayne Mendez coming from the left end position, and uh, he was uh, lined up as a tight end.
tight end in that in that set that time. I saw him run that play in warm-up several times. They overloaded the wide side of the field. They have man-to-man -man coverage back here on the split end. They threw a post pattern, and it was wide open. If they would have connected, it probably would have been a touchdown. It was. He was. He had about a four or five-yard separation by the nearest defender. The ball is in. Uh, it is in uh, Escalon Cougar territory at about the 47-yard line. So second and ten. This time they're in a two-wide-out set with the man in motion from the left side. Mendez goes over the right. They're tough. Uh, handoff over to number 25. Chris Hines gets some good blocks now and a nice gain on that uh, second run, second down play. Gets about seven or eight yards, so it'll be about a third and three now. And he crosses the four at, right at the 40-yard line. So a seven-yard gain for number 25, Chris Hines, a senior running back. And uh, he actually is uh, listed as a tailback. So really nice blocking up front that time. And the motion gets another blocker out in that formation. Yeah, Hillmar's probably thinking they're in four-down territory here. So they're probably thinking two plays to get the three-and-a-half yards they need. So third and three balls on the right hash of the 40-yard line of the Cougars. Man in motion again is Mendez, this time to the left, and a flag thrown from the near official. And usually when a flag is thrown like this, it's usually a false start. And it looks like that's going to be the case. The officials are uh, marking the territory off. So it is a false start against the Yellow Jackets and the Escalon crowd, which is right below us, actually, as we're up here in the uh, Pacific Club. Uh, they are... Uh, Marking off the penalties there. So it's, it'll be a, now it'll be a third down and eight instead that, of a third and three. That's a big penalty right that there. That really hurts. Now now they're in a situation they probably have to pass the ball on this down. The wide receiver over here lined up. They went in motion, and the wide receiver moved his feet at the same time, so yeah. he got caught for a legal Can't procedure. Can't have two guys in motion uh, at the same time. They, uh, Here's that formation. They like that backside post right here. I think we're going to see that again. It's a three-wide outset this time all, all by Seth Dwayne Mendez to the near side. Back to pass. It is that same route. This time it is... Uh, was that caught? Was that picked off? It looks like it's a pickoff. Intercepted by number three, Jesse Miguel, on defense, and he's fired up. I did not see if he made that catch or not. It looked like the ball rolled down on the ground, but Miguel grabs it, and the officials were right there to make the call. That was just a fantastic defensive play by Miguel. Everyone knew the backside post was yeah. coming, including Miguel. He jumped all over it, and it was just a battle for the ball, and Miguel came up with it. And Miguel, you know, has given up four or five inches in that matchup there, too. So that ball's thrown a little higher. It might be a little easier for uh, for Mendez to catch. But now Escalon with their second possession in much better field position, this time at the 37-yard line. First and 10, man in motion is Miguel behind the quarterback. Stops at the line. Now comes back towards the line of scrimmage. A little trap play. He gets a few yards on the play. About three-yard gain for Jesse Miguel. And a nice little play, uh, play design that time, Frank. There's one of your counter plays. They sent Miguel across the formation in motion. Then counter back with a simple pulling guard. Sweet play back to the strong side got him a good uh, first down uh, first down gain of three yards so second and about seven and the ball is placed on the right hash side of the 40 yard line in cougar territory still you're not going to see too much passing by escalon you're going to see the ball on the ground here and trying to get the Miguel the ball on the outside. Escalon in a tight formation once again. John Norton this time in motion. Here's a pass play. Norton, the man in motion, uh, was intended for him, but underthrown by Dom Chap that time, thrown at the ankles of Norton. So an incomplete pass, bringing up a third and seven now. So they like to uh, go for a little uh, a little pass action there on second down instead of running it for a few more yards, maybe giving them an easier third down play. So now it's third and seven, uh, and with a strong running game, uh, if you're the Yellow Jackets, are you playing the pass here uh, for Frank, if you're a head coach? Yeah, you know I am, but I, I'm going to be real leery of Escalon coming back with a counter play. Especially counters on third and long, on someone third back against the flow of the grain. 
Um, but, you know, here they come out in trips, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, trips to the right now and one back in the set, and now the back goes in motion. So an empty backfield now for quarterback Chap, and now he has the guy in motion. It is Miguel to sweep to the left as Miguel has some blockers out there. Nice job of uh, being patient on the run, but a flag thrown late and the tackle made. No gain on the play that time as Miguel was very patient, but instead of getting some yardage, he was unable to penetrate that very fast uh, perimeter defense there by the Yellow Jackets. Nice job of containment that time, and they look like they were ready for that play. Yes, uh, Hillmar came up big again, stopped the fly sweep to Miguel. Yeah. They declined the holding penalty, and so they forced and then the punt. So Escalon was guilty of that flag that we told you about, so it brings up fourth and seven, and this is definitely a, a situation where you need to punt the football away. Back to receive for Hillmars, Michael Mendez wearing number four, also number five, Dwayne Mendez. So uh, I guess these guys are brothers. They're both seniors. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're twins. Who knows? <laughs> And the punt is nice and high. Great punt on the play. Back at the 30, now at the 25. Received on the right-hand side. And a great one-on-one -on -one tackle that time by Escalon's number 82, Garrett Heapy. I've been really 82 or 52, excuse me. That's uh, Chad Parsons out there, the senior, making a nice tackle that time in special teams. I've been real impressed with Hillmar's defense. The first two series, they've held Escalon without a first down. And so far, it's just coming up to the uh, penalties and the punting game of Escalon to get the ball back across Hillmar's side. And that was a great punt, no doubt about that. Uh, at least about, what, 40 yards, uh, well, 30 yards in the air, and, a, and even a better tackle uh, to contain that return. So back in a two-receiver set now, one tight end on the right end for quarterback Nathan Costa. Man in motion is Mendez towards the line of scrimmage. Now to the right. It's a sweep to the right and uh, goes to Hines. Hines gets around the end, though, and a nice uh, tackle there by number three, Jesse Miguel. Miguel's made some nice plays defensively, and they got a face mask. I, looked, I thought it was a face mask call, and they did get Miguel on a face mask as he uh, kind of jumped to make the tackle, got a hold of the face mask, and, and uh, that, is that a five-yard penalty? It's there? a big one. It's That's either five one. or 15, and uh, they, the they mask, gave him the fi 15, which wow. means he held on to the face mask. It was a very nice defensive play he just grabbed onto the face mask and didn't let go it looked like he was trying to grab his uh, shoulder pads or something like that but that's a very dangerous tackle to try to make when you're reaching up there because you know the face mask is something that's right there it's easy to get your hands caught in that so miguel caught on that uh, face masking penalty in a first and ten now ball still in yellow jack territory with the ball now, Nathan Costa under center. He's got an eye formation. And uh, in front of the block now, oh, and a great, oh, and a bouncing up the block is number 11, Stephen Donahue, running for a nice gain of about 14 yards. Donahue bouncing off the defender. Got a nice lead block that time. Donahue pounding his way for the extra yardage that time. He was, looked like he was going to be stopped for just a seven-yard gain, but Donahue did not want to go down, and he delivered a blow. I tell you what, Hilmar awesome. offensive lineman got off on that play, sprung the running back into the secondary, and he just ran over the safety. And it's a nice uh, job of finding the hole um, by Stephen Donahue, a 5'10 junior. Same formation for Hilmar once again in the I formation. Back now, almost a uh, fumbled snap that time, but Costa handles it, hands it over once again, right side to Donahue this time, and Donahue gains another three yards off the right tackle. Nice basic play that time on a first and ten. Now it'll be second and about eight. So second and eight, they are in Escalon territory, and this is the uh, best offensive possession so far for either team. Yeah, with the addition of the 15-yard face mask, this, is, this has been a nice drive they put together. I think they've moved the ball about 35 yards in three or four plays. Costa back to the line of scrimmage. Now tied in, lined up on the left end. There's one receiver off to the right. Two backs with the lead blocker being Jesus Valencia. 
Play action pass now over the right side. Thrown, oh, bad pass by Nathan Costa that time. Looking out in the flats to Michael Mendez, who actually was the fullback in that set. I apologize for saying it was Jesus Valencia. Jesus is a wide receiver. <laughs> so they went out to the flats that time, trying to gain a few yards on that flat end play. It looked like he had him for a few three or four-yard gain there, but just a little overthrown that time. Yeah, a little bit high, and even though that fullback's a big kid, he just threw a little bit high. I think the sophomore may be a little bit nervous. We've got a big third down play coming up. This is a big one. Third and eight, officially third and seven at the 35-yard line. Costa under center. He's got two receivers to his right, one off to the left. Falls on the right hash, and it's a sweep off to the right side. And a great job defense by Escalon. As there to make the initial stop was 53, Gustavo Arsak. And uh, he, he forced Chris Hines to adjust his positioning. And then the rest of the Cougar defense got there and stopped him for a loss of three. So it's at the original line of scrimmage now. And it's fourth and ten at the 40-yard line. A nice counterplay Hilmar was attempting, but Escalon was there and just stuffed that play. A conservative out here, aren't they, Frank? I mean, a, a third down and seven, and they decide for a little sweep off to the left. I mean, it is early, and it's no score so far. So We're playing field position, yeah. you know, and I think we got a, you know, a, a sophomore quarterback, and they're just sort of feeling things out. And the punt goes to number 34, received by Marcus Kistler. Gets some blocks off the right side, breaks a few tackles now. He's still on his feet at the 30-yard line, and it took six of the Yellow Jackets to take him down that time. Ball placed at the 30 one-yard line. Excellent return, good blocking, and a nice 20-yard return. He made the mistake of catching the ball inside the 10, which I teach my players to never do. Yeah, let it bounce, but, let it go uh, to the end zone. That was a nice punt, though. He proved me wrong here. He, he carried it about 23 yards from the 8 to the 31. So, once again, Escalon in some pretty good starting field position at the 31-yard line. It's on the left end of the hash there. And once again, Escalon going from left to right here. In motion is number 43, John Norton, to the right side. It's a pass play. As Dom Chap rolls to the right, he's in trouble. Two defenders there for the Yellow Jackets, and they take him down for a big loss. 14-yard loss on the play. That tackle made by, I believe, number 42, Mark Santos. Also, there was number 54, uh, Tyler Bungard. Adam Cook also in the vicinity. So, real good team defense that time. And that, uh, that time, the protection broke down. Yeah, you know, uh, there wasn't much there, and the quarterback probably should have just ran it or threw it away. Instead, he took about a 10-yard loss, and it's difficult to overcome second and 20. It very, yeah, absolutely. It is second and 21, officially ball right at the, uh, in between the 19 and 20-yard lines on the right hash. Up to the line of scrimmage goes Escalon. Far to the left side, Anthony Saniga. In motion now is Jesse Miguel from the right side to the left. His little draw play up the middle. Nice job defensively. And uh, it looks like number 54 for Hilmar. Got him by the ankles. Tyler Bungard, nice job getting off the block of that uh, offensive tackle that time. And on bottom down, it was a really nice design. Looked like it had a big size hole off to the right side. But instead of hitting the hole, uh, he hit his own, def uh, own offensive lineman in the back and kind of slowed him up a little bit that time. He ran with his head down a little bit <laughs> instead of finding the hole, which was a little bit there. But he's a fullback. He's yeah. taught to do run hard yeah <laughs> run hard yeah. hit somebody that's what yeah. he's taught all right up the line of scrimmage this is a big play third and 21 they might not just end up running it trying to get themselves a few more yards under center is chap chap almost fumbles the snap again back three-step drop protection breakdown champ running over to the right side at the 20-yard line gains about one or two yards that time taken down on the play by peter coelho of the yellow jackets so yellow jackets again looking impressive on defense here early frank escalon's trying to take their fastest player miguel and put him out at wide receiver and just throw the ball deep to him. But Bungard for Hilmar just put all kinds of pressure on the quarterback, forced him out of the pocket, forced him to run, and uh, made the sack. He was in a three-step drop. He took two steps, and the defense was on his back already. 
Suniga back for the punt now. And then a good snap, good hold, and the kick in the air. Nice kick at uh, received at about the 45, and it's fair caught again by Dwayne Mendez, thinking possibly that he did not have a chance to make a return. It looked like he had a few more yards to make a return. That's the second time he's done that already, Frank. Yeah, he's given up some possible return yardage, but he's playing it safe here in a field position game. And again, they have good field position as long as he catches the ball. I think his coach is happy. Yeah, so far the starting field position, Hillmar's been uh, really close to uh, about a, an average start of at the 40-yard line, their own 40. Escalon's been uh, starting basically at their own 20-25-yard line. So uh, right now the field position battle is being won by the Yellow Jackets. Three Escalon possessions, no first downs. That's pretty bad. All right, two receivers set in there now as the I formation has two backs in there on the play. And so the handoff up the middle with a lead block. Stephen Donahue, the ball carry, gets about two or three yards, actually about three yards on the play. So uh, another positive gain on the play for Donahue, who's looked pretty good so far early on in this ball game. Frank, uh, running up the middle, running around the right and left sides. They, they're really just trying to go at, uh, at the weaknesses and trying to find the weakness on that line of uh, Escalon right now. Yeah, Hillmar's come out. They ran wide the first series. Then they ran off tackle the second series now this series they start right up the middle so you can see how they're just sort of trying to find the weakness in that Escalon line it looks like they like this formation they've been running this formation quite a bit another two receiver set now tight end lined up uh, on the uh, left side as the pass goes and it's tipped at the line of scrimmage incomplete pass from uh, quarterback Nathan Costa looking to the left trying to get the ball to Jesus Valencia that time and I didn't honestly I didn't see an opening there I don't know where he was throwing that football almost uh, he's almost lucky he did get tipped to the line of scrimmage I think that number 53 uh, for Escalon Mike's Sawyer, a 6'4 junior, tipped the ball at the line of scrimmage. They're trying to throw it out into the boundary, into the short side here. Again, you know, the sophomore quarterback, it doesn't look like he has a real strong arm, so they're trying to throw to the short side of the field. All right, this is a big play here. Third and seven now. Ball's on the 48-yard line right at the midfield area. Nathan under center now. He's got two receivers to the right, two receivers to the left. This is the first time we've seen a four-receiver set. Costa three-step drop. Protection is there. He decides to roll out to the right. Runs himself into trouble, actually. Now throwing it deep in the air. Way out of bounds, although the diving catch was made about 10 yards off to the left by Chris Hines. Uh, it looked to me that uh, looked like Nathan kind of ran into trouble. It looked like his protection was there, Frank, in the middle of the field. Is that a designed rollout to the right? or No, that was a scramble. They went doubles. They went twins on both sides with no tight end. Like you said, first time we've seen that formation and an obvious third and seven. He had to scramble right, look very athletic, uh, made a play on the sideline, threw it where nobody could catch it, and is a little bit out of bounds. Uh, now it brings us to fourth down. These teams kind of filling each other out, it looks, uh, early on here in the first quarter. 3-16 left to go in this first quarter. No score here, fourth and seven. The punt on the way from kicker number three, Louis Camboya, and it is uh, a very high kick taken at the 15-yard line by the receiver number 34, Marcus Kistler, right sideline, breaks a few tackles, steps out of bounds. Nobody's blown their whistle yet. I guess they did blow their whistles. Kistler with two really nice returns already here and a flag thrown late on the play right there where Kistler stepped out of bounds. The same referee on the sideline uh, who called him out of bounds also throws a clipping uh, on oh Escalon. So that will back Escalon up after a nice uh, punt return that time by Nathan Costa. So far, Bob Moore gives us his stat. He said that uh, so far, Nathan Costa is 0 for 5 throwing the football with one interception. Of course, that interception made by Jesse Miguel early on in this ball game. So, so far, the runs have been all that's been working for both teams, and more notably for Hilmar. So far, the most exciting part of the game has been the punt teams. <laughs> you know, uh, we've got two teams feeling each other out. We don't have many first downs, and the, the punters punting the ball a long ways have been uh, probably the best athletic plays. Absolutely, and... Uh, <laughs> 
That was a nice line there, Frank. You know, that's that's what it's about. All right, another tight formation here from Escalon. Don Chap under center gets uh, Miguel in motion from right to left. Here's that run play again. It's a trap up the middle. Miguel gets He's away. Gone. He's at he's the 30-yard line. The 40. It's a foot race between him and Louis Cambolia. He is gone. He's at the 30. Cambolia is breaking him at the 20. The 10. It's going to be a touchdown, Cougars. And he dives to the end zone. Six to nothing. Escalon on top. That was just an excellent counterplay. Beautiful. One thing I can understand is why he didn't get a penalty for diving in the end zone. Uh, usually the referees call that. But what an excellent run play. Send him in motion across the line of scrimmage. Get him a little speed. Stop him, counter him back. And when you saw him get into the secondary, he's the fastest player probably in the Valley. And you said he was, you know, he was gone. And, I, and it looked for a second there that Louis Camboya, number three for uh, Hillmar, had an angle on him. But, uh, you know, the speed came in for Miguel, and Miguel was gone. That's about a 60-yard run, 65-yard run that time for Jesse Miguel. And, uh, you know, right after we're talking about uh, kind of not very exciting plays out there, it always happens that way, doesn't it, <laughs> Yeah, they, they may meet my words there. Here, Escalon has no first downs on their first three possessions. Yeah. In their fourth possession, they they make a nice hole and give it the ball to Jesse McGale and get him open, and he just makes a fantastic run. Is it Denise with the kick, and it goes through the upright, so it's 7 to nothing, and we've got our first score here, Escalon on top, first here out at Stag Stadium. We're going to go ahead and take a 30-second timeout. We'll be right back with more of this D4 section championship game right here on your home for local sports, ESPN Radio 970. ESPN Radio 970 KESB Modesto and Stockton would like to say thank you to the sponsors that are helping bring you Saturday's championship playoff football games. Oakdale Chamber, Batchy's Restaurant, Touchdown Properties, Steve Chevrolet, Skin Care Center of Oakdale, Hershey's Visitor Center, High Tech Factory Outlet, Skeets Insurance Services, Hagelin Ford, Cook's Communications, Vineyard Pharmacy, Main Street Market and Escalon, Escalon Feed and Supply, Mortgages Done Right, and Escalon Hardware. We encourage the listeners to utilize the services those businesses provide and tell them thank you for bringing you this Saturday's football games here on ESPN Radio 970. Welcome back to Stag Stadium. The score, 7-0. Escalon just putting those seven points on the board. Of Jesse Miguel, I was actually spoke wrong. It was about an 80-yard run uh, off the left side there, all the way down the end, uh, down the left sideline, streaking extremely fast. I, I'll tell you what, that was extremely fast. And now Escalon will kick off to Hilmar, and Hilmar will get their first uh, kickoff chance here in this ballgame. Got to be demoralizing for Hilmar. They've played great defense. They've had great field position. First three possessions, Escalons, no first downs, and one play, Jesse Miguel, who runs the 40 in about a 4-3-5, takes it the distance. And now the kick from Denise uh, to the right side now, received, nearly fumbled on the play by Louis Camboya, running on the right side, Camboya tackled there by a host of Escalon defenders, he gets right past the 30-yard line, and it looks like there's a possible fumble on the play, and some of the players for Escalon, and it is, Escalon has recovered a fumble on the play, and getting it is Tony Reese, Tony Reese, the other running back for this Escalon team has just recovered a fumble and the fumble made by Louis Camboya. That's a huge play, Frank, after you score. Then you get the ball back again. The defense has to go back out there. This is huge. They, if they score here, this is going to be hard for uh, the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. Louis Camboya was the guy trying to run Miguel down on the 80-yard touchdown run. Then he immediately has to go out there and oh. return the kickoff back. Maybe a little fatigue makes the fumble and now he's back he's at back safety. Back out there as a safety as well. <laughs> New formation now. Uh, trips to the left, trips to the right, and it looks like 
like a, not trips, excuse me. A, that was a formation where they put a lineman out on the left. Yeah, we call that circus. They put the tight end at the right tackle. They were trying to sneak a quick one right there on them, and the tight end got a little anxious and jumped early, or they may have wow. scored an easy one. Now, what is that designed to do? I noticed that number 63 for Escalon was out there. Uh, Barry, uh, Barry Garrett was out on the left end there. What is that Trying to, to get all of your defensive backs to cover the two guys wide on each side, thus leaving the right tackle, oh, who's the tight end, open. Right up the That's middle. what we call a circus formation. Hmm. Escalon trying to sneak one down there inside the 20 is a fantastic call. If the tight end wouldn't have jumped, I think it'd be 14 nothing. It might be, as they look like they had uh, the Yellow Jackets confused on that play, but as you said, it was a false start against uh, the Cougars, so the Cougars now and with a first and 15, ball placed on the 36-yard line. You got Miguel out here isolated, trying to hit him on a hitch. And it looks like they got uh, Jesse Miguel on the right side. Five Yellow Jackets there to make the tackle, leaving the charge was uh, Camboya, also there in the vicinity of Michael Mendez. So a nice job of containment that time, and uh, possibly, a, well, it doesn't look like a gain at all. Looks like the ball still placed at about the 36-yard line. So you, you see Escalon trying to get Miguel matched up one-on-one, -on -one and, and don't be surprised if you see him out there again running the deep pattern. Very possibly could happen there. And one thing about putting Miguel out in the, in, as a wideout and then as a running back and putting him in motion, you really, as a defender, you have to stay on top of your assignment. That's right. You have to pay attention. You have to find out where the great athletes are on each play. And if you fall asleep for just a second, a kid like Miguel's going to burn you. John Norton just running the football up the middle that time on kind of a delayed handoff up the middle, a misdirection play. Uh, trapped to the left side. Doesn't get much. Has a nice tackle again by Hilmar. And you know, you, you said it, Frank, with the exception of the one big play, Hilmar's played great defense so far. They have. And I think right here in this third long play, you're going to see Miguel probably out one-on-one. -on -one. Look for number three is. That's going to be the key. Miguel is in the slot to the right. The ball is in between the hash marks at the 36. Third and 15. Big play here. Man in motion is John Norton. Back to pass goes Dom Schaap. Throws it across the grain. Intercepted. And it could be run back for a touchdown. As uh, I think that's number 50 right there. Running it back. Man, Borges gets a block now. And he's tackled at the 10-yard line. Great job of a run back by a guy who probably doesn't handle the football very often. <laughs> tackled by Dom Schaap, the quarterback. The ball at the 10-yard line, and Frank, another big play. This time it goes Hilmar's way. They were trying to hit Miguel on a screen oh. pass across the formation. and went through his hands up into the hands of number 50. Matt Bork has, I've been real impressed wow. with him. He's the one that was in on the sack on the quarterback yeah. earlier. Now he intercepts the ball, and he's a defensive lineman. He runs it back 50 or 60 yards. This guy's six foot one, 230, uh, and he ran that about <laughs> 45, 50 yards that time. Stopped only because Chap's a little bit faster than him. Now Hilmar with a great opportunity here. Uh, they have one receiver, Jesus Valencia, out to the left and uh, I formation. They hand it off off to the lead block. Uh, handoff goes to Donahue up the middle. This time, or a little to the left actually, and he gains about a yard or two. So uh, first down play, actually about a half a yard gain. So it's second and goal now for Hillmar. Real important for Hillmar to get some points on the board in this particular series. If they get stopped down here in this, it's going to be real demoralizing to them. After their defense has made some plays, especially stopping the running game, really, of Escalon, with the exception of that 180-yard play that we've talked about. All right, at the line of scrimmage, Nathan Costa, the sophomore quarterback under center. A tight formation with uh, Valencia off to the right side. It's a play-action pass over the middle. He's got a man touch. Oh, it was dropped on the play by number 33, Adam Cook. He had six points, but let it drop out of his hands. 
You know, is, is the ball slippery out there, Frank? What's going on? I think it was just a lack of concentration. <laughs> Man. We had three receivers all wide open. He threw the ball, beautiful pass Perfect to pass. Cook, and he just took his eyes off it. He's five yards in the end zone. No, that's a beautiful pass. Boy. That, a great route that was run by number 33, Adam Cook, and the rest of the receivers right up the middle. Uh, and as you said, Nathan really delivered that ball. This is a huge play. Third and goal at the nine-yard line. This is Two big. receivers now. Uh, the ball is in between the hashes at the 10. Costa back to pass now. He's got good protection. Throws it off the right side. His receiver didn't turn around in time, and it's incomplete. Thrown way short that time. The intended receiver, Dwayne Mendez, or Dane Mendez, excuse me. And they're looking like they were throwing that towards the pylon uh, on the right end. Receiver Mendez was running a slant reverse out, and it was a nice ball put in the right spot. But he, Mendez slipped as he was trying to turn and spin. Now we have a field goal opportunity for him. They've got to come out of this with something, they or something. it's a big emotional lift for us. You know, and now that tackle by Chap comes in uh, very important because if Chap doesn't get back, maybe gives up on the play on that run back, uh, you know, they would have given up seven or six or seven points here in this situation. So big time kick coming up by Eric Gonzoli, the kicker. The kick is on the way. Very nice kick, but it is, and it is good. It's hard to tell sometimes from up here in the uh, up in the here in the uh, the rafters, but I'll tell you what, that was a nice kick. That would have been good from about 30 yards back. Very, very true. Nice kick. And you have to remember these field goal posts are the collegiate uh, field goal about posts. Yeah. They're about a yard or two narrower than the normal high school goal posts. And that might come into play as it did uh, in the Division One section championship a couple years ago. Mm. That was a great kick. And, that was, and it, that was awesome that Hillmark got three points out of that. Yeah, it really changes the game a little bit as uh, Escalon, you know, almost down here about to score again after a turnover on the, on the, on the kickoff return that was fumbled. You know, and then another interception. So, so far the guys are making plays, but it should have been seven points, except for that drop pass by Adam Cook. I'm sure that uh, he's going to, we're going to hear his name again eventually in this ball game, and I think he's going to, uh, you know, he definitely wants to <laughs> definitely wants to get some redemption for that drop touchdown pass that time. And I bet you went over to Nathan and said, Nathan, I got you next time, man. Yeah. Keep throwing me the football. Poor Nathan, I don't think, has a completion yet. No, and that was one for, he, he should have had said? a touchdown pass there. That was not his fault. I'll tell you, momentum is huge. Yeah. Escalon had all the momentum momentum with the turnover down here, then the interception running it back. What a momentum change in the last two minutes of this first quarter. Sun peeking through the clouds now for the first time in this ball game and about to kick the football. Jesus Valencia gets a very nice kick in the air, very high end over end, received at about the eight-yard line. Running back to play is, uh, oh, and a nice tackle in the back there that time. Did not see who was returning that football. Was that 24 out there? 30, I believe that was 34, 34. Marcus Kissler. Yeah. Marcus Kissler, who's been returning the punts and kicks so far for this team. And uh, so, not great field position, but they do get past the 20-yard line. The ball's at the 23. So, Escalon now uh, needs to respond here after uh, turning the football over on their last possession on an interception. I think you'll see probably a running play to run out the quarter here and for the coaches to gather with their team and talk to them a little bit here. Decide where to attack. Another tight formation now. Double tight end set. Two backs in there as well. And a little delay over to the right. Jesse Miguel gets the football. Nice tackle, though. Good job of containment once again for the Yellow Jackets. We've talked about that all game long. And there for the tackle was uh, number 54 of the Yellow Jackets, Tyler Bungard. He's been impressive so far. He's got a few tackles already in this ball game, And that should do it for this first half as it ticks down. 7-3 to three our score. Escalon on top. But Hilmar has just answered with their own uh, three-point field goal there. So come on back. Second quarter action coming up in this defense for section championship game. We'll take a minute and a half time out. We'll be right back. Have you missed the... Nope. 
because thanks to Mortgages Done Right, you can hop on the before it leaves the station. It's not too late to take advantage of low, low interest rates and refinance that outdated and expensive mortgage with a new loan from Mortgages Done Right. Call 838-8989. They specialize in hard-to-prove or seasonal income, good or bad credit with 100% financing. Combine a first and second into one low payment. Purchase a new home. Get a second mortgage. Whatever you need money for. Mortgage Done Right brings it to you easier and less expensive than ever before. Don't miss out. Take advantage of the savings today. Call 838-8989 and ask for George. 838-8989. Mortgage is done right. The name says it all. I'm going to Vineyard Pharmacy and gifts. in Escalon. I'm going to take my shopping list along. I tell you this, I can't go wrong in Vineyard Pharmacy and gifts. in Escalon. Our customers are valuable to us, and that includes you. So if you're ready for some old-fashioned service, come on in to Vineyard Pharmacy and Gifts, where we will always greet you with a smile and know you by name. Come see us at Vineyard Pharmacy and Gifts. Vineyard Pharmacy and Gifts in Escalon. ESPN Radio 970, KESP. All right, thank you to all the sponsors that have helped us out uh, bringing you these games. And back to live action now as uh, Escalon hands it off left side. It goes to number 34, Marcus Kistler around the left end. And a nice gain on a second and about eight on the play. Gains about three yards, so bringing up about a third and a four or five. Now for the Escalon Cougars as they switch the sides of the field. The sun very bright now out there on the field. And it uh, looks like the clouds are starting to break up. We might have sun the rest of the day here, Frank. How will that affect these teams? Will it affect them at all? Well, these particular two teams, I don't think it'll it'll change much. Actually, it might help Hillmore a little bit with the passing game since they'd like to pass it more. But the field's beautiful shape. Yeah, and, they've uh, done a really nice job. The last two plays, you've seen two signature sweeps by Escalon. That's their bread and butter. Third and three now for Escalon. Under center is Dom Chap. Gets a man in motion, and the handoff goes up the middle this time. And a great tackle at the line of scrimmage. Underneath it all, Jesus Valencia grabs him by the ankles. And a gain of nothing on the play, bringing up a fourth and a bounce. Uh, well, it's actually closer to a first down than I thought. About a fourth and one now. Are you tempted to go forward in this situation, Frank? Is it? It's basically if you're a uh, kind of a risky coach, I would suppose. But I'm a like I'm a risky coach, yeah. but uh, I don't think I'm going for it Not in this particular situation. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. But you know what? Uh, yeah, it looks like Eslon's going to go ahead and punt the ball. That's Eslon, the right thing to do at this time. Eslon bringing in Chris Jac uh, Jacobo on uh, from the sidelines there that time, and the punter is back there to get this punt off. The snap is nice and good. Oh, really kind of a bad kick this time off to the left side. It bounces at the 50 and goes out of bounds. So a kick of about 20 yards that time for Escalon, and that's got to be a mistake. I know they look like they were trying to kick it out of bounds that time and avoiding a return, but you know sometimes when you do that, you end up losing a few yards on the distance of the kick. Now as a coach, you're wishing you would have went for it. Yeah, because you only uh, got 20 yards. You got about 15, 16 yards instead of a chance <laughs> to go for it. Uh, you know, sometimes that's the way it works out. The punter's done a great job so far. He had one bad punt. And once again, Hillmar with great field position to start their drive. They're in their own territory, but just barely. It's at the 49-yard line of the Yellow Jackets, and they come out in a two-receiver set now with the tight end lined up on the right end. That tight end, Adam Cook, out there in the formation. The lead blocker is the fullback is Michael Mendez. And the sophomore quarterback, Costa, under center, hands it off to, uh, actually, a fake handoff. And an option run to the left, and a nicely done that time. Hines off the left end, breaks the tackle, now fumbles the football. It's loose, and it goes out of bounds. That's a big break that time for Hillmar as he lost the football. And it looked like he had lost it before he had the knees hit the ground. 
And uh, it looks like the officials, <laughs> yes, they are going to place the football where it was fumbled. So they actually gained a few yards on the fumble that time. Very right? nice option play. They gained about 10, 12 yards, and then he fumbled it for another six-yard gain. Nathan Costa drew the defender and uh, had uh, really, Chris Hines had some room to run, and he and he did so and gained himself a first down. So a gain of about, uh, what, uh, 10, 15, 17 yards on the play that time, aided by about five yards by the fumble that time. So uh, really nice uh, set and a play call on a first down that time. Mixing it up a little bit. We haven't seen that type of uh, offense yet from this Hillmar team. You know, with the defensive front that Escalon's showing, I'm surprised we haven't seen a fullback trap or more running right up the gut because there's really not much on the defensive line in between the guards. Everything uh, Escalon set up is off tackle. They must have saw something in their pregame planning for yeah. that. Uh, Hillmar probably should be attacking right up the gut just a little bit more with this particular defense. I want to say thank you, uh, and we're reading some of these sponsors. Escalon Hardware knows how important it is to have the right tools and resources to build a winning team. And this season, Escalon High has shown it has a winning team. Congratulations from all of us here at Escalon Hardware to the Escalon Cougars in this football game. And also, it's not too late to take advantage of low, low interest rates and refinancing that outdated and expensive mortgage with a new loan for Mortgages Done Right in Escalon. They got a phone number to call. Here's the call if you want to get some mortgages done right by these guys. It is 838-8989. So definitely consult that. Again, that's 838-8989. Put them to work for you right now. All right. So uh, some of the sponsors helping us out. You've heard of a commercial that I that I have running about the sponsors. And we appreciate you guys helping us out, bringing uh, this football game to all of the loyalists listeners and uh, to the fans of all uh, the Central Valley High School football. All right, back to action as uh, the officials had a little bit of a brief discussion now. And at the line of scrimmage, Hillmar coming out in that two-receiver set. Tied in lineup on the left end of the line this time with running back Hines in the backfield. This time a trap up the middle. Nicely done and nicely contained that time by Escalon. There, uh, among others, to make the taff goal, number 53, Mike Sawyer, right in the middle of that line. And that time, it looked like Costa was trying to sell that, uh, that little option run again. So that option run set up that play, and they did it back-to-back, -back, which this time, uh, this time Escalon was ready for that. Yes, they, they did a good job of stopping the fullback, uh, and I think you're going to probably see more of that option play here coming up before this series is over. Officially a gain of two yards. Second and eight. Our score again, 7-3 to three, Escalon. Hilmar with the football in Escalon territory. They are threatening. Under center again is Costa. Costa barking out the commands, now gets his guys. Handoff goes to the right side. Nice job picking a hole, but even a better job of tackling him at the 30-yard line right at about a six-yard, uh, six-inch gain. Tackle made by number 59 of Escalon, Marshall Rocky, a 5'11 senior guard out there, linebacker as well. A very nice play that time. He it was a one-on-one, -on -one basically, and he ended up making the tackle. That's good sound football right there, Frank. Escalon's linebackers are stepping it up and making some nice tackles here. I think you're going to see Hillmar overload this side and try to go to number five. They're split in back on the weak side up there, Dane Mendez. Third down, obvious passing. They down. overload the right end now. Two backs in there as well as Costa under center. He's got it back way over to the right now. It's a late handoff up the middle. Nicely trapped this time, but a tackle made and a gain of about three yards. The ball gets to the 25, so brings up about a fourth and five. The ball carrier that time to, uh, to uh, Chris Davis. Or wait, Chris Hines, excuse me, number 25 for the Yellow Jackets. Hillmar was thinking that it's four down territory, so they probably thought, hey, we have two downs to run. Right. We don't necessarily need to throw on third and five, so that's what they're thinking. And so now with fourth and two and a half, they're going to come back and, uh, you know, probably try to run again. Good old smash mouth football. It looks like they're uh, in the same formation as they were overloading the near side, the right side. The ball is on the right hash at about the 20, uh, about the, yeah, 26-yard line. 
Nathan Costa under center now. Handoff. Oh, an option run. A nicely done. Costa gets around the left end. He's got a blocker in front. He's at the 20, the 15. Breaks the tackle there. Down at the 10-yard line. Nathan Costa, the sophomore quarterback, gets out there on that same play. This time they run it from the right hash to the left, and it gets them some really good yards and a first down to work with. Big time fourth down play there, Frank. Great call by the coach. Uh, fourth down option. The quarterback kept it and just made a nice run. The split end, number five, Mendez made an excellent block on yeah. Miguel out there, which sprung him around the corner. And he also had his, his uh, running back, Chris Hines, out there on the left end, uh, ahead of him a few yards, throwing some blocks as well. Allowed them to get closer, and now it is a first and ten, a first and goal pretty much, as the ball is placed right at the ten-yard line. So they need to score a touchdown. They can't get another first. Pass play over to the right end this time. Hines gets some yardage here, tackled. Actually, it's a loss of about a yard, and a beautiful tackle made by Escalon's number 43 on the play. And that is John Norton playing both ways tonight. Norton made an excellent shoestring tackle right there. There. That was actually a backwards pass. That, so if that's incomplete, yeah. that's a fumble. It's a, fumble. It's a live ball. And uh, it looks like Hilmar lost yard, a yard on it that play. It looks like they did. It's uh, placed at the 11, actually between the 11 and 12-yard line on the right hash mark there. And we'll see what kind of formation. It looks like they're overloading the left side now with the only receiver, Dwayne Mendez, off, or Dane Mendez, excuse me, off to the right side. Costa under center with one back. That is uh, Michael Mendez. Handoff up the middle. Touchdown goes to Hilmar. As Mendez puts it in, Michael Mendez gets the run up the middle. They spread the defense out that time, ran it right up the gut. Mendez wide open for six, and just like that, Hilmar with the momentum as they take a 9-7 lead with an uh, extra point upcoming. That, deep, that offensive line of Hilmar just got off the football on the wow. left side and created a huge hole for Mendez. He just ran it right off the lineman's block. He was hardly touched going in there. I was surprised. Uh, I was kind of looking for a little contact there. That's why I was surprised on the play call. As, uh, they really spread the defense out that time. Extra point on the way. Nicely done. That kick is good. So 10-7 our score. Escalon, or uh, Hilmar with 10 unanswered points now. And Escalon running back to the sidelines. And the Hilmar, Hilmar fans across from us very, very happy standing up, giving their boys a nice ovation. You know, with the, the poor punt and the good field position, I think it was about a 51-yard drive. Hilmar, the last two possessions, has answered the call after the big Escalon play and scored, like you said, 10 straight points. Hilmar's done a great job here in the last four or five minutes of the game of taking two possessions and getting points on the board. About a 51-yard drive. That one started at the 49-yard line, so a nice drive. That's the longest drive we've seen in terms of plays and yardage. Uh, there have been big plays in this ball game so far, but uh, it's the most consistent we've seen in offense so far in this ball game. With 7:14 left in the first half, it is 10 to 7. Uh, Hilmar on top of Escalon. Escalon now lining up on the right side of the field, ready to receive the kick. Miguel off to the right side, and off to the left is Marcus Kistler. Both of these guys are seniors out there, playing in their last high school football game here tonight, or today, actually. In to kick the football is Jesus Valencia for the Yellow Jackets. He approached the football. Nice kick. This is a deep kick. It's going to get a touchback, and it is. Uh, back in the end zone, two steps back is Kistler. And one of the rules in high school football, if you if the ball goes in the end zone or you go in the end zone with the football, it is an automatic touchback, and the ball will be placed at the 20 for Escalon. So really nice kick by Hilmar. They've got a lot of momentum here, and they're playing like it. There's not too many high school kids that can kick the ball in the end zone. These weather conditions, that's an excellent kickoff. 
And you know what? You're right. This, this series is very important for Escalon. Yeah. So far, they have the one big play, the 80-yard play. They need to establish that they can get a few first downs. All right, to the line of scrimmage. Here comes uh, Escalon now. Wide to the left is John Norton. Off to the right side, I believe, is uh, Miguel. The handoff goes up the middle, and it's stopped there. About a three-yard gain and a flag thrown late on the play. The handoff went to Tony Reese this time. His first uh, carry, actually, for Tony Reese, I believe. We'll see if it's waved off or not. As the uh, head lineman says, it's a personal foul. Wow. against the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. So that's a big-time play there as uh, instead of starting at the 23 on second and about eight, now they get 15 yards and they'll have a first down right uh, near the midfield area. I don't know why kids do things sometimes like that. That's just a huge penalty right there. Here, Escalon's got a serious situation. They haven't been moving the ball very well except for the one play, and Hillmar just gives them a 15-yarder. So Escalon back with a little more life now as uh, they're uh, right at about the 38-yard line, first and 10 for the Cougars. Cougars approach the line of scrimmage, another tight, double tight end formation. With the guy in the slot on the left, the handoff goes to Jesse Miguel, left in. Great job defensively there to stop him. Initially was number 42 of the Yellow Jackets. That guy is Mark Santos, the junior, six foot one junior. He really got off the line of scrimmage that time and got his man in Jesse Miguel. Those guys are both pretty quick players, and Miguel that time was not able to get it done. A gain of four yards, however, though. There's the signature uh, wing T sweep. Uh, Miguel, he was close to busting that. There was, was a little bit of a seam there. Had a nice little hole off to the left, off the left tackle. Uh, but unfortunately for uh, Escalon fans, Hilmar was able to stop it before he really got his motor going. Play action pass. Now good protection. Back to pass over the middle. Wide open. He had two guys wide open the formation. But after uh, right when he was about to deliver the ball, two Yellow Jacket defenders uh, converged right on the Escalon quarterback, Dom Chap, that time. And that was basically the case that time as the uh, pass was in for John Norton right over the middle of the field. He had Norton wide open. That's the waggle pass or the play-action pass off the sweep, and it was a very good call by Coach Lorero. He had his uh, crossing pattern wide open, and he just threw the ball about five yards behind him. All right, so a big third down play here, and we've already talked about how they need to answer back right now, at least get a few more points here in the first half as we have 6.17 left to go with the clock stopped. Another double tight end formation. Now in, uh, in motion is 34 Kistler off to the right. It's another pass. Good protection this time. It is caught by uh, Kistler, and he's hammered. Actually, it looks like... Uh Number 34, yeah, that is Marcus Kissel with the reception. So a great first down that time by the Escalon offense, moving the chains. And really, Bob, how many first downs is that for Escalon? I think it's two or three, right, for Escalon so far in this with, ball with game? With the 80-yard play, the touchdown, I think that's the first first down besides the penalty, the 15-yarder yeah, that Hillmar gave them. First, uh, first down and, for them by and, doing it on the And they got it by own. one yard. It was barely. It yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't by a wide margin. They are now in Yellow Jacket territory, just barely. The ball's on the right hash at the 49-yard line. Tight formation again. Miguel in motion. Gets the handoff. Sweep to the left side. As we've talked about, goes backwards on the play. Loses a few yards. They're to make the tackle. The Yellow Jackets, uh, number 20. Chris Hines playing both ways here tonight, as well as number 20, Chris Davis. So, two Chris is making the tackle that time, and uh, Miguel loses two yards on the play. So, instead of a uh, second and 10, it is now second and 12, and they move it back into Cougar territory. Escalon's still searching for something that will work. They've run the fly sweep, they've run the buck sweep, they've run the trap. 
they've tried to roll out and run play action. They just haven't been able to put their finger on something that like work the for them. passing game. They're getting open players. They're just not able to connect on the uh, on the passes, and a lot of that's the protection breaks down right when Dom is about to uh, give them the ball. Now a pass play here. Deep. He's got a man wide open. It is number 44, Anthony Sunga. He is gone. He's at the 10, the 5, taking carrier tackles with him. He's still on his feet, diving towards the goal line down at the 2-yard line. It took five Yellow Jackets to take him down, and the Escalon crowd gets up for the first time in about five minutes. Excellent effort. Wow. Nice throw by the quarterback on Perfect. play action. Good call. He's wide open, and then he literally carried some Yellow Jackets the last oh, eight or man. ten yards. That was a great effort on his part. He almost got the ball in the end zone. He did. I mean, if he would have had one of his other players maybe pushing him from the backside, uh, but man, I'll tell you what, first and goal at the three-yard line now for Escalon, and so far the big plays have been the signature for the Escalon offense. They haven't done it by chipping away. They've done it by getting big gains. That's right. The 15-yarder, the third down conversion. Yep. Handoff goes over the right tackle this time near the goal line. Ball carried Tony Reese, but they say it's a little bit short and stopped down uh, at the end there. So Tony Reese right at about the uh, one-yard line, so second and one. And I have a feeling that Escalon's just going to pound it over the middle and not really uh, worry about uh, passing the football. No need to turn it over here. They got Reese. He's a big back. It Why not pound him up between the tackles? It does take a genius to figure out number 45 Reese is going to get the ball right here. And if he doesn't score on this play, he'll get the ball on the next play. Absolutely. That's what I would do as a coach. And uh, looks like Reese is back there with, uh, on the left side, Miguel as Dom under center in motion now and a handoff goes to Reese and Reese it looks like he has crossed the plane and he does touchdown Cougars so the Cougars now do answer the charge and well that uh, that 15 yard penalty now that personal foul penalty really rearing its ugly head also that third down completion to Kistler off the right side uh, they barely got a first down by one yard that's efficient offense that time they got it done Frank and uh, Escalon has answered the bell Escalon, that's a big touchdown right there to take the, the lead when they really haven't done much <laughs> offensively but two or three plays. Hillmar's defense, I can't see enough about them. They've played so well, it's unfortunate they're down 14-10. And a near block of this extra point, it does go through, though, and it's a 14-10 lead for the uh, Escalon Cougar fans, and they are letting their players know about it. Cheerleaders down on the side of the field. There's a lot of cheerleaders for Escalon. For a school that size, they got about oh, 30 cheerleaders down there, Frank. <laughs> it looks like got the, every cheerleader in Escalon out there tonight. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> so now it's time for the uh, the Yellow Jackets to respond here. They've done it all season long. And, you know, the Yellow Jackets, their defense is something they take a lot of pride in. And, you know, they should take a lot of pride tonight or today. Like you're saying, Frank, they've really come to play very well. So seven play, 70-yard drive that time for the Escalon offense. So nicely done it took four minutes off the clock and thanks to bob moore for those statistics gotta tell you that was an impressive drive another one of our sponsors escalon feed and supply your full service feed and supply store offers full lines of wrangler rocky cruel girl wolverine justin and much more right now get your wrangler 13 mwz's for only 1995 i have no idea what mwz's are but you know what go check it out at escalon feed and supply out in escalon we appreciate them supporting uh, this broadcast here today all right. I, I tell you, I've been really impressed with the Hillmar defense. You know, Escalon has scored...
40 points in about six contests yeah. this year or more. One game they scored 63. And, and, and Hillmar's defense is really doing a good job against Escalon's powerful offense. It is a very powerful offense. Big front line, and, you know, that was one of your keys to the game here. Off to the kick. The football is uh, number 21, Chris Dentz. Kicks it. Oh, low catch that time at the right. Uh, and uh, received by number 25. That is Chris Hines running up the middle. Hines gets some blockers. Now taken down at about the 36-yard line. Taken down to the play by number 59, Marshall Rocky. And a nice return that time. That ball was a low kick, and it was caught uh, in the air, actually, right at the shoestrings at about the 16, 17-yard line uh, on the right end of the field. Ended up taking it back towards the middle where his wedge was set up and got a nice gain that time. First and 10 for the Yellow Jackets at the 36-yard line. I think Hillmar's going to probably try to get some points on the board here. You know, Costin, Costa's, uh, he's thrown some good passes. He's yes. had a couple dropped. It's, it's time that, uh, I think this is that play-action formation you'll see here. They overload the right side. One receiver in the set. That is number three, Louis Camboya. The deep pass goes to uh, over the middle to number 33, and it looks like we're going to have a pass interference call. Adam Cook, that's the same play that Adam Cook, uh, well, kind of the same formation that Adam Cook tried to score the touchdown on, just a little deeper of a, of a round that time. formation. And every time they get an eye with double tight, they've thrown play action all four or five times. They're trying to hit Adam Cook down the middle deep. The safety, Kessler, realized that he was beat, so he grabbed onto the jersey yeah. of uh, Cook, and he got the pass interference. And that's not a bad defensive penalty either, because uh, really Cook was had him beat by a few steps. Cook would have been in for six if he would have been able to catch that football. And a nicely thrown ball, as you were saying, by Nathan Costa, right over the middle. Got a nice tight spiral that time, cutting through. And they got the wind with them right now as it's going from left to right. And that's the direction of... Uh, uh, that Hillmar is on the field, so they might actually try to take advantage of that gusty wind right now here at Stag Stadium in Stockton. Back to the line of scrimmage now, another first and ten now due to the penalty. And the handoff this time, nope, it is a option play off to the left side, and a tackle made nicely by Jesse Miguel off the left side, and uh, possibly lost a yard as they spotted actually right towards, uh, right at about the line of scrimmage, so maybe he's lost a yard. Well, it looks like he's lost about six inches or so. So it'll be second and about 10 or 11 yards. Ball is on the 49. It is in uh, as Escalon Cougar territory, however. Nice play on Miguel's yeah. part of coming up on the run against that option. He's made some good uh, individual tackles out there where it's just him and the uh, running back out there, and he has to make that stop or the running back's gone for about a six-yard gain. In trouble now, and a nice dump-out pass. It goes to Cook right in. Cook gains about four yards on the play as well. It really looked uh, Nathan Costa was in trouble that time. And for a sophomore to be able to play like that, that's pretty good improvisational skills that time by Nathan. Very nice athletic play. I was impressed with the sophomore making that play. Are you kidding me? He's shown why he's yeah. one of the better players in the TVL. I got a look at uh, a great sophomore quarterback last night in Michael Porter. That guy's going to be a special player. He made some plays that uh, I don't think I've seen from any high school quarterback this season. No doubt about that. And, of course, uh, MC did end up losing that football game, but they did not give up. It was a very nice performance by Michael. Um, so, uh uh, definitely uh, looking forward. Third down now, big play here, third and six with 2.30 left to go in this first half. And it's that same option play and a missed tackle at the line of scrimmage. Nathan Costa rolls forward, close to a first down. He gets to about the 41, 42-yard line. Looks like they had to get to the 43, however, so it looks like they're a little short. Do you go for it here? Uh, you might as well. You're in this side of the field. It's kind of a pooch punt if you de decide to kick it. So at, uh, at fourth down and one, I think I'd go for it as a head coach. Yeah, you go for it here. One half a yard on the 40, you're inside the 40-yard line. 
Costa, that was an excellent play to I get was. close to the first down. That was all him. And especially with the time running down with just two minutes left to go, you really aren't going to hurt yourself too much if you don't get the first down here. Under center is Costa. Costa barking out the commands. A little hard snap that time. Handoff right up the middle, and it looks close. They might have gotten it. And by the way the official has it spotted, I say they got the first down here. It looks like Hilmar is going to have another set of downs, and they do as the head judge decides to point his hand forward. First down and a nice job. Just run it straight up the middle. They only needed about a yard, so that's usually the play that... Uh, no doubt, yeah. and they went to the left side again, just like when they scored the touchdown here earlier. Now, Hillmar needs to show us a two-minute offense. They need to stop huddling up here and letting precious moments click off the clock. They exactly. need to spike the ball after this play. Whatever the case may be, they need to hurry up. Tight end lined up. Adam Cook to the left side as they overload the left. Two backs in there as well. Nathan Costa back, and for man, back to pass. He throws it over to the left. It is a wide-open receiver. He's got a touchdown. Hillmar Yellow Jackets get it in for six and a perfectly thrown ball. That was absolutely beautiful by the sophomore quarterback, Nathan Costa. That catch made by Jesus Valencia, I believe, out on the left end. Wow, what a route and what a throw. Perfect ball, wide open. And I don't know if you noticed the cat and mouse game here, but wherever Jesse Miguel's lining up, Hillmore's going after the other defensive back. Huh. And they keep moving Miguel back and forth the sides of the field to try to confuse uh, Hillmar, but Costa figured out where he was and threw opposite. That was a beautiful play. It looked like Costa looked off the defender as well as he looked to the right, then threw it back to the left. And like I said, that was the most accurately thrown ball we've seen here today. Just a beautiful lofty pass, tight spiral right into the hands, full in stride to Jesus Valencia for the touchdown. And the momentum has swung once again, Frank, as a head coach. Now, you, know, you talk about a little bit about the chess match here between both of these head coaches. Now, if you are the Escalon coach, you just you know you just ended up getting the lead for the touchdown. Now Hillmar comes back and they strike you back. What are you telling your guys? Are you trying to get a, a, a score here, or are you going to maybe take a knee after running this, seeing what you do on the kickback? Here? Uh, I think you're going to see Escalon play it very conservative. Depending uh -huh. on their return, if they get an average return about the 30, you're going to see them maybe just run the clock out unless they're able to pop something because of their passing games not the strongest part of their game. Uh, it all depends on the return. If if Escalon or does try to just be conservative. You're going to see Hilmar use their timeouts and try to make them punt. Right, yeah. So number one, Jesus Valencia lines the ball up at the 40 in between the hashes as the official standing over the ball waiting for the signal from the uh, rest of the officials to get in position. They are in position now and he's about to whistle the play. Back to receive the kick is Jesse Miguel and, of course, uh, Kistler back there as well, as we've become accustomed to. This kick, a very nice kick back in the end zone, and it goes out of the back of the end zone off the hands of Kistler. So a back-to-back -back, uh, kickoffs that go for touchbacks, and that's, a, that's such an invaluable asset to have. Takes care of uh, any possible return. I'll, just, I'll, I'll take a kicker that can kick it through the end zone anytime. Put Absolutely. the ball in the 20 and let's play some ball. And Bob Moore coming up at halftime. He'll have some statistical information for you and some thoughts of the first half from his perspective as well. And uh, it is 17 to 14 right now with Hilmar on top. And this has been a very entertaining first half of football, especially the second quarter. They really that first uh, that first quarter was kind of filling each other out. The second quarter, they've really uh, th you can see why these coaches are so good at what they do. They've attacked the weaknesses of the other teams, Frank, and it's it's been really good to see so far. First quarter was sort of boring. Yeah. Second, <laughs> second quarter has been one of the most exciting quarters I've seen this year. All right, the handoff goes up in the middle now to uh, number 45 of Escalon, Tony Reese with the, uh, with the carry. Gets about eight yards, and the clock runs at 116, and Escalon looks like they are going to be content as they go back into a huddle. So if they were going to go for some points here, they would have uh, already been at the line of scrimmage and a no-huddle offense. As back in the quarterback, Tom Chap, uh, uh, Dom Chap, 
coming back to his team, gives them the play calls. They approach the line of scrimmage. Another tight, double tight end formation with the receiver on the right end. Two backs now. The receiver, Miguel, in motion to the left side of the formation. The handoff goes once again to Tony Reese, and he gets a first down. And we are under 45 seconds left to go here in the first half. Officials, uh, Looks like Escalon is going to be content yeah. with running out the clock. They may try to get one more run here. Don't be surprised if they try to get the ball in Miguel's hand. Some kind of a counter play, maybe that 80-yard touchdown play where they send him in motion and then run him back across. Looks like they're overloading the right side now as Miguel's lined up to the left of the quarterback, Dom Chapman. It is that play. Handoff goes to Miguel. He's got some blockers in front of him on the right end. He's at the 40. He's at the 50 midfield. Nice job of pushing him out of bounds by Jesus Valencia that time. But it is out of bounds. The clock stops at 26th. Now, since the ball is at midfield, you maybe try a pass play, and you maybe throw a play action at him, because maybe if you're uh, if you're Escalon, you know, maybe catch Hillmar sleeping on the now, outside. Now you might see uh, Coach Larrero open up his bag of tricks. You might see a trick play here. You mm -hmm. might see a, a hitch and pitch. You might see a counter to Miguel. This is the kind of situation you might see. Another tight formation this time. Overloading the left side. It's a handoff, a sweep to the left side. Miguel's got away, though. He's at the 40-yard line, spins away from another tackler, gets past the 40. Now they're going to call a timeout, I believe, as the officials wave it dead to spot the first down. It is a first down and 10 for the Escalon Cougars, and they are deep inside Yellow Jacket. Well, not deep inside Yellow Jacket territory, but it is at the 37-yard line. And a timeout called by Escalon. Nice job. Modesto Stockton, your home of Sunday Night Football, ESPN Radio 970, KESV. Well, we are back to live action and a fumble on the play after a, after a successful pass. And uh, Louis Camboya gets the football. That's a huge turnover as Escalon going for a quick strike there. And he had a man wide open. Who, who actually made that catch? I was uh, unable to see that. I don't know who made that catch that time. Number 43, John Norton John on a, Norton a play action wow. pass across. Nice throw by Chap. On the hit, Norton fumbled the ball. Escalon had exactly what they wanted. They would have had the ball on the 20-yard line. In the middle of the field, too. With about 15 seconds left, maybe take a stab at it, kick a field goal. They had exactly what Coach Rolero wanted, but unfortunately the turnover stopped the, turnover stopped the possession. Oh, that is uh, that's a brutal play, and it looks like... Uh Escalon, Hillmar's not content. They got two receivers out there with a tight end uh, lined up on the right end as well as a receiver in the slot. Actually, it's a back in the slot. It looks like number 25, Hines. Back to pass is uh, oh, a deep pass in the air. He's got a man open deep on the right sideline, and he overthrows him by about four yards. But, hey, that's uh, that's an impressive-looking throw there for a guy. <laughs> he was back where? At the 25-yard line? And about 55 yards in the that's air. That's a great-looking pass from uh, Nathan Costa. Of course, a little overthrown, but that's the end of this first half. 17-14, to 14, the Yellow Jackets over the Cougars right now. It has been a great second quarter, uh, feeling out kind of a first quarter, and we have Bob Moore coming up at halftime after a little bit of a break here. We will be back with that halftime and some more thoughts from myself, Jim Wells, and Frank Bispo. You're listening to ESPN Radio 970. Escalon Feed and Supply would like to congratulate the Escalon High School football team on their outstanding season and wish them the best on their quest for the division championship. Escalon Feed and Supply, your full-service feed and supply store, offers full lines of Wrangler, Rocky, Crew Girl, Wolverine, Justin, and much more. Right now, get your Wrangler 13 MWZs for only $19.95. Escalon Feed also carries feeds for the farm to the dairy to the home. Feeds such as Nutramax and Purimus Pro Plan. Need animal health supplies? Escalon Feed's got them. Escalon Feed and Supply, 17 407 South Escalon below the road in Escalon. Go Cougars! Main Street Market in Escalon is proud to be a sponsor for today's Escalon Hillmar football game. Go Cougars! And their quest for a division championship. 
from the entire staff and management. Best wishes for a very Merry Christmas and a happy, prosperous New Year. Main Street Market serving Escalon and surrounding areas at 1900 McHenry Avenue. Open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. ESPN Radio 970 KESB, Modesto and Stockton, would like to say thank you to the sponsors that are helping bring you Saturday's championship playoff football games. Oakdale Chamber, Batchy's Restaurant, Touchdown Properties, Steve Chevrolet, Skin Care Center of Oakdale, Hershey's Visitor Center, High Tech Factory Outlet, Skeets Insurance Services, Hadlin Ford, Cook's Communications, Vineyard Pharmacy, Main Street Market, and Escalon, Escalon Feed and Supply, Mortgages Done Right, and Escalon Hardware. We encourage the listeners to utilize the services those businesses provide and tell them thank you for bringing you this Saturday's football games here on ESPN Radio 970. All right, welcome back to the CIF section uh, championship game here at uh, the Amos Alonzo Stag Memorial Stadium on the campus of UOP. My name is Jim Wells, joined here today by Bob Moore and uh, Downey High School head coach Frank Bispo. Uh, Frank, take a little bit of a time off here during our halftime, rest in the pipes. And uh, we're at halftime, 17-14. to 14. Hillmar is beating Escalon right now. Hillmar scoring late in this first half to take the lead into the halftime locker room. This has been a very, very, very good football game. And once again, a reminder, tonight we will be back here doing the uh, this, uh, S uh, Oakdale Colfax game. So do not miss that broadcast. We'll be on the air at about 7.10, 7.15 with the pregame, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. And by the way, if you have family outside of our listening area, uh, this broadcast, not this broadcast, but they are broadcasting this game and uh, tonight's game online. If you go to network1sports.com, that's the number one, so network one sports.com you can find this game and tomorrow uh, tonight's game live on that website so check that out it is free of charge go check it out it takes about what two or three minutes to uh to uh, register your name and information and make sure your computer's good enough to handle it and uh check it out if you have family outside the area that wants to hear uh maybe their grandkid play or their son or daughter or whatever uh nephew then uh, definitely check it out on network one sports Dot com. All right, we uh, Bob Moore did some interviews with both of the head coaches uh, earlier this week and got their thoughts on their teams and the opposition. And uh, first we're going to hear from Mark Luero, the varsity head coach for the Escalon Cougars. And I know Alex is back in the studio. Alex, go ahead and fire that interview up. Here's uh, Mark Luero. On our pregame show, it's my pleasure to introduce the head football coach of Escalon High School, Mark Luero. And we uh, mentioned to Mark the fact that uh, when he played uh, Hillmar the first time, the fact that uh, they had four fumbles. Yeah, I tell you, Bob, you don't beat good teams and put the ball on the ground like we did. You know, uh, we fumbled four. We had four turnovers in that game. Two of them led to direct touchdowns for them. And uh, you just can't get, do that against good people and get away with it. And uh, we tried digging out of that hole that night, but it was just too big a hole to dig out of. In the past, uh, when Houston was the big rival, uh, you always told me I hated to play a team for the second time, but the shoe's on the other foot this time. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You know, it's hard to beat somebody twice, you know, especially a league opponent. Uh, so I really feel that, you know, it's, it's a little easier to motivate this time around. You know, they, they beat us the first time. Uh, we, we know we saw what they do. We uh, have to make some adjustments in our game plan on both sides of the ball. 
and I just really felt that it's been a lot easier this week to motivate the kids and get them going, you know, especially by taking a loss by them early in the year. Two years ago when you played uh, Central Catholic for uh, in the same venue, you were hoping for rain to stop Perez passing, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, this year, perhaps, it isn't quite as important. Well, no, Hillmore can throw the ball. There's no doubt about it. This sophomore, Nathan Cost, is a very special player. I think you're gonna, in the next two years, we're all going to hear more and more about him and see how great a quarterback he is. Hey, they blend the run in the pass as well. But that central team just had explosive receivers, you know, and really stretched the field with the ball. Not saying Hillmore can't. But Central put the ball in the air a lot more then. Uh, we'll play rain or shine either way. Uh, we feel that, you know, uh, we got a good ball club, both in bad weather and in good weather. You've had uh, an injury to Miguel early on. Uh, what is the condition of your team as far as injuries go? No, we're in fine shape. Jesse's back 100% healthy. I think you can see that in the numbers that he's putting up. Uh, he got a little ding in the shoulder in game two. Uh, kind of hurt him all the way through game five but he's been back raring to go in the last five or six games fine. Uh, we're healthy right now. You know, we took a few little nicks like you would in any playoff game, but, I mean, it's a little soreness, a little injury, and uh, kids are geared up ready to play. With the wing tee, you're primarily uh, a running team, but you have proved uh, when you have to throw, you can't. No, no, we're going to have to throw. I mean, I always say, you know, when you play good people on your schedule, and the good teams in the playoff, you got to put the ball in the air between 10 or 16 times. And we're going to have to do that in this ball game to keep Hillmore off balance and keep him away from us and crowd in the line of scrimmage. Two years ago, you said, Bob, we'll, we'll have a little tough goal this year, but uh, I've got uh, a junior uh, team, and we're going to be fine for two years. And it sure worked out that way for you. No, it has. I've been very blessed. i got an excellent backfield. You know, we've had a lot of good backs go through Escalon High School. But this group of backs that I have, Jesse Miguel, 14, over 1,400 yards. Tony Reese, over 1,300 yards. Johnny Norton, an excellent blocker. Our, our leading receiver, Marcus Kissler. You know, I got four backs that, you know, can play for anybody at any time. What's the key, as you see it, uh, in beating uh, Hillmore? Well, first of all, on the offensive side, you know, we're going to need to control the ball and keep, keep Nathan Costa on the sidelines. Uh, and we're going to have to convert when we get in the red zone and hold on to the football. Defensively, we got to contain him. You know, he hurt us both in the air and on the ground last time, and uh, we, we have to do a much better job. Uh, we knew he was good the first time. Uh, we, we didn't think he played like a senior as a sophomore in that game, and he played like an upperclassman. So we're, we definitely have to contain him and control him and try to make somebody else on that team beat us. All right, uh, Coach, uh, as you look back on the season, uh, is there any highlight, uh, any particular game that uh, you felt uh, gave you the momentum to get you to where you are now? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, you, you only play so many games, you know, all of them are big games for you here. But sometimes, you know, I, I really think that, you know, you know, winning comes easy at times and everybody takes it for granted. And I really feel that the loss that we took with, from Hillmar kind of woke us our program and our school and our town back up. I think it got us excited again. It got, a, got us refocused, you know, and we came back. And now, we're, you know, we, we're playing with an edge. You know, we're, we're playing angry. We're playing hungry. And I really think that loss shouldn't sound like a highlight, but I think it's one of the things that has really got us back on track. And when you mentioned that, uh, I think the USC loss to Cal might have done the same thing for them. 
Oh, there's no question. USC's an excellent football team. And uh, hey, walk them up. And I really think they're the only team that can give Oklahoma any kind of ball game in the, in the national championship game. When it comes to uh, realignment, Coach, do you have any thoughts along those lines as to uh, where you'd like the Cougars to be? Well, no, the realignment's definitely going to happen, and I really feel that both Riverbank and Central will be in the Trans Valley League, and they both belong in the Trans Valley League, you know, with all their sports. So it's just going to be interesting. I think what happens up in the Sacramento, Sacramento area as far as realignment might dictate what we do here. But I think you're definitely going to see uh, two different TVL leagues. I think you're, you, it could be a stronger TVL and a little weaker TVL, or you might see a north and south split. I think that might be all based on the, re, uh, the reconstruction of what's going to go on in the playoff system in the Sacramento area. Well, Coach, it's been a pleasure knowing you all these years, and uh, the best of luck. Uh in that uh, championship game. Well, Bob, thanks a lot. I mean, you know, I know we've been there often, and uh, you, you can never get there too many times. And these, these kids have worked real hard for it, and I'm really looking forward to uh, them coming back into this ball game and uh, coming home with a win. All right, that's the head coach, Mark Luero of the Escalon Cougars. And uh, instead of taking a break, we're going to go right to the uh, second interview that Bob Moore conducted for us. And by the way, Bob Moore coming up in a few minutes with some stats and some other information for you uh, during halftime. Let's go ahead and hear from Frank Marks, has, Far, Frank Marks of the uh, Hillmar Yellow Jackets team. And let's hear what uh, that interview sounded like with Bob Moore. On our pregame show, we're talking with Frank Marcus, the head football coach of the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. Uh, Coach, uh, it's been a long time since the Yellow Jackets uh, have been in the playoffs and uh, here at the University of Pacific Stadium. Do you feel that uh, the crowd and the uh, enlargement of the stadium, is that going to have uh, any kind of an effect on your team, to your knowledge? Well, we've been, we were in the playoffs last year, and uh, this is the first time that the Hillmar team actually made the TOP. Uh, when we won the second championships back in the 80s, it was played at the home site. So um, we've been in the playoffs the, the last... Uh, two of the last three years. So um, the playoffs is not new to us, but going to UOP is. Coach, uh, the first time you uh, defeated Escalon, uh, they had uh, four fumbles in the ball game. And uh, do you feel, you know, it's always tough beating a team twice during the uh, season. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, it's just, you know, uh, it's two familiar opponents. Uh, you know, we've been playing in the same league together for a long time, and Coach Laurel does a great job, and uh, his team is very well coached. Uh, we're just taking it as another game. I don't think there's an advantage or disadvantage to playing the second time. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a great game and, and just have a great opportunity to be here uh, playing in here in this game. As we're recording this on a Wednesday, uh, still a long way off as far as the weather is concerned, but if it's a muddy field, uh, how will that affect your ball club? Well, you know, we throw the ball. Uh, quite a bit, and uh, it will definitely affect our passing game. Uh, we do have um, uh, a thousand-yard rusher in Chris Hines, and we also have uh, uh, Stephen Donahue that's rushed for over 700 yards. So we can also uh, ground it out if we have to. So I think either way, we'll be fine. All right, you've got a sophomore quarterback, and uh, I guess in a boy a year or two, this guy's really going to be something, Coach. Yeah, he's, he's a special treat. He's just a great all-around kid. Not only is he a a really awesome talent to, to, to have the pleasure of coaching, but he's also a great human being, and uh, he's just an all-around kid that uh, it's fun to be around, and so I think he's going to have a great career, hopefully. If I was to ask you, uh, what do you feel the key to this ball game is as far as Hillmar is concerned? 
uh, try to slow down the Escalon running game. I mean, you're not going to stop or contain it, uh, but you hopefully we can slow it down and hopefully offensively we can keep the ball out of their offense's hands and uh, ball control on our part and keeping them and keeping them to uh, try to control them as much as possible. Both ball clubs uh, have not only have an outstanding offense but defense as well. Yeah, our defense is why we're here. Our, our defense has just been phenomenal all year, and uh, our defensive coordinator, George Damodakis, has complete control of the defense, and he's done a great job this year with our kids, and uh, they are playing really well right now. You know, I asked uh, Coach Larrero this question uh, about realignment. Uh, uh, do you have any thoughts along those lines? Um, you know, realignment is uh, needs to be done. I think that the schools are growing at... Um, at different rates. Uh, for example, we are not actually we've gotten smaller in the last uh, five years. Uh, we were losing, uh, we're declining enrollment, um, and uh, so it's gonna, it's getting tougher and tougher to compete with those bigger schools. But uh, I would, uh, whatever league that they form with uh, the bigger TVO, that's the league I want to be in because this is a lot of fun competing with these guys. Do you uh, have a number of uh, players that are going to be returning to you next year, and also your JV team? Yeah, we have uh, our defense is returning uh, five starters f uh, for next year. Um, so um, half of our defense will be coming back next year. Uh, offensively, we have our quarterback coming back and a couple of our receivers. Well, Coach, I think it's going to be a great game, as you say, and I uh, really appreciate you uh, taking your time uh, to uh, talk to us here on the pregame show. And uh, all I can say is uh, good luck to the Yellow Jackets. Wow. All right, welcome back to the uh, CIF section. Play. I'm meeting people up here in the press box. So, you, know, it, you know, sometimes you lose sight of when you come back on the air. We're going to go ahead and take a timeout here, and we will be back. Bob Moore will be back, in fact, with some stats and information for you in just a few minutes. So stay with us. Have you missed the... Because thanks to Mortgages Done Right, you can hop on the before it leaves the station. It's not too late to take advantage of low, low interest rates and refinance that outdated and expensive mortgage with a new loan from Mortgages Done Right. Call 838-8989. They specialize in hard-to-prove or seasonal income, good or bad credit with 100% financing. Combine a first and second into one low payment. Purchase a new home. Get a second mortgage. Whatever you need money for. Mortgage Done Right brings it to you easier and less expensive than ever before. Don't miss out. Take advantage of the savings today. Call 838-8989 and ask for George. 838-8989. Mortgage is done right. The name says it all. I'm going to Vineyard Pharmacy and gifts. in Escalon. I'm going to take my shopping list along. I tell you this, I can't go wrong in Vineyard Pharmacy and gifts. in Escalon. Our customers are valuable to us, and that includes you. So if you're ready for some old-fashioned service, come on in to Vineyard Pharmacy and Gifts, where we will always greet you with a smile and know you by name. Come see us at Vineyard Pharmacy and Gifts. Vineyard Pharmacy and Gifts in Escalon. Pharmacy in Escalon. Escalon Feed and Supply would like to congratulate the Escalon High School football team on their outstanding season and wish them the best on their quest for the division championship. Escalon Feed and Supply, your full-service feed and supply store, offers full lines of Wrangler, Rocky, Crew Girl, Wolverine, Justin, and much more. Right now, get your Wrangler 13 MWZs for only $19.95. Escalon Feed also carries feeds for the farm to the dairy to the home. Feeds such as Nutramax and Purimus Pro Plan. Need animal health supplies? Escalon Feeds got them. Escalon Feed and Supplies, 17 
407 South Escalon below the road in Escalon. Go Cougars! Main Street Market in Escalon is proud to be a sponsor for today's Escalon Hillmar football game. Go Cougars! And their quest for a division championship. And from the entire staff and management, best wishes for a very Merry Christmas and a happy, prosperous New Year. Main Street Market serving Escalon and surrounding areas at 1900 McHenry Avenue. Open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. True Value Farm Store says go Cougars in their quest for the division championship. Plan your Christmas shopping early at True Value, who has a plethora of gift ideas for the entire family. For the small fry, a 7-inch Reading Santa Claus that recites 21 seconds of the night before Christmas for $6.99. For Dad, an 8-piece pouch tool set including a claw hammer, tape measure, and a snap-off knife, $9.99. For Mom, a rival 5-quart programmable slow cooker with travel case, $29.99. True Value Farm Store at 1436 Main Street in Escalon. Open weekdays 8 to 5.30, Saturdays till 5. Go Cougars! You're listening to ESPN Radio 970, KESP. All right, welcome back to Stag Stadium in uh, Stockton, California. Jim Wells here with you. Frank Bispo doing the analyst job. And Bob Moore sitting Mike's side with us as uh, as well right now. The score 17-14. to 14. Hillmore on top of Escalon at halftime. Almost back to action here. And Bob Moore has a little bit of a scoring breakdown for us. Take it away, Bob. All right, with two minutes and uh, 46 seconds into the first quarter, Escalon's Miguel raced 80 yards unmolested for a touchdown. One play came with two minutes 46 seconds having elapsed in the first quarter the score was seven to nothing to try by denise was good hilmar then got a 20-yard field goal by eric granzoli five plays 10 yards 27 seconds left in the first quarter so it was the seven to three score at the end of one hilmar struck again with mendes on an 11-yard run, it took four plays, 49 yards. It came with 7.15, having elapsed in the second quarter. And the score was 10-7. to The try for extra point was good in favor of Hilmar. Then it was uh, Escalon's turn as uh, Reese plunged over from one yard out. Seven plays, 70 yards, 4.05 remaining in the second quarter. The try for point was good. And uh, Escalon had a 14 to 10 lead. Then uh, it was Hilmar closing out the scoring in the first half. A long pass from Costa to Valenzuela, 35 yards, five plays, 49 yards. It came with a minute 25 remaining in the second quarter. The try for point was good, and the halftime score here: Hilmar leading by three points, a score of 17 to 14. Miguel carried the ball 10 times in the first half for 92 yards. Weiss, 7 carries for 23 yards. Chap was 2 for 7, 1 interception. Senega caught 1 for 20 yards for the TD pass. Then for Hilmar, Hines, 34 yards, 8 carries. Donahue had 4 carries, 20 yards. Costa, as the quarterback, uh, rolled for 20 yards on 2 carries. He was... Three for ten completions in the passing department. One of them was a touchdown on a 35-yarder. So that's it uh, here in the uh, first half of play. We'll be back with the uh, second half following these commercial messages. 
ESPN Radio 970 KESB, Modesto and Stockton, would like to say thank you to the sponsors that are helping bring you Saturday's championship playoff football games. Oakdale Chamber, Batchy's Restaurant, Touchdown Properties, Steve Chevrolet, Skin Care Center of Oakdale, Hershey's Visitor Center, High Tech Factory Outlet, Skeets Insurance Services, Hadeland Ford, Cook's Communications, Vineyard Pharmacy, Main Street Market, and Escalon, Escalon Feed and Supply, Mortgages Done Right, and Escalon Hardware. We encourage the listeners to utilize the services those businesses provide and tell them thank you for bringing you this Saturday's football games here on ESPN Radio 970. Hey, all you high school basketball fans, in keeping with our promise to support high school sports, ESPN Radio 970 is proud to be a sponsor of this year's series Bulldogs 2003 high school basketball schedule poster. This year's poster will help series basketball fans follow their home team. So pick up yours at any of the following sponsor locations in series at B&J Cafe, ABC Jumps, Gomez Insurance, Perfect Charms, Adam Pool Solution, Arrowhead Plumbing, and in Modesto at low-cost automotive repair. Do your part. Help the series Bulldogs. Dogs. Hey, Jim Wells here. I want to invite you to listen to me on the Central Valley Sports page every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. The CBSB is a morning show tailored to you, the Central Valley Sports fan. We are dedicated to bring you the best in all the local sports news, including the Valley High Schools and Universities. We don't forget the national news either. All the topics, all the issues, and anything else you want to talk about every morning from 7 to 10 a.m. Morning traffic and great interviews are also a big part of the Central Valley Sports page. So take your sports page with you every weekday morning with me, Jim Wells, right here on ESPN Radio 970. You're listening to ESPN Radio 970, KESP. Welcome back to this D4 section championship game. Hillmore about to kick off, or Escalon about to kick off to Hillmore to start this second half. Escalon down by three points right now as the Hillmore Yellow Jackets scoring late to take the 17-14 lead. And the second half is underway with a kick. And it uh, is received by number 25, Chris Hines, running right up the middle. He's got good blocks. He gets away. He now tackled on the play. Drugged down by number 59 of Escalon. Marshall Rocky with his third or fourth stop on that play. But a very nice return on that uh, return for number 25, Chris Hines of the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Frank Bispo joining me again uh, as the Downey High School head coach and uh, is uh, hanging out with us today for this ball game. And Frank, another nice return there. And, you know, we heard Bob Moore's statistics and you had your thoughts on it. You're like, hey, not much scoring for those statistics, is there? Not much statistics, but a lot of excitement in that second quarter. But, you know, the old adage says, there's two halves in football. We're right. going to find out this half who's going to be the second right. champ. First possession for Hillmar as under center is Nathan Costa. Looked good in the first half. Handoff goes right up the middle this time, and it's stuffed at the line of scrimmage. And players looking around like they don't know where the football is, but ball is uh, stopped by number 66 in the middle of that line. Dominic Faria, a five foot nine senior. This guy's a load, 5'9", 200. That's a big boy right there in the middle of that line for the Escalon Cougar defense, bringing up a second and ten ball on the 39-yard line between the hashes. Up to the line now is Nathan Costa. Two receivers in this set. Tight end lined up on the right end. Blocking back is Mendez. Now they run the option play, and it's fumbled on the play. The ball is loose and recovered by Escalon. Number 87, Chris Jacobo with that ball, and a flag has been thrown, but the possession goes to Escalon, and a big-time break for the Cougars who are down three. They have the ball in great field position to start their drive, and Hilmar with a mistake there on that option pass. The option can be very dangerous for a team defensively, but the bad part of the option is sometimes the ball ends up on the ground. That's what happened there. A little bit of a bad pitch. It ends up 
on the ground. Escalon gets it, and there's a penalty on the play. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and it uh, looks like the penalty. We'll see what the official calls. A personal foul. Oh, personal foul on a Hillmar. So this will add 15 yards to the end of it. Now, not only did uh, Escalon get the football, now they add 15 yards to the play. And they have the ball at the 22-yard line of the Yellow Jackets. So, 22 yards to a score, and maybe another momentum shift here at Stag Stadium. The wind has really picked up now, and it is against the Escalon Cougar offense. So, I would imagine Escalon is going to be throwing the football. Those stands kind of block some of that wind here low on the field. Let's see what Escalon decides to do. They run it up the middle with Tony Reese, banging off tacklers, getting a few yards. Now, it's a four-yard run. Very nicely done on first down over the left side of that offensive line and uh, we talked about this offensive line frank a very big physical offensive line for escalon they proved it right there getting off the block looks like that's an adjustment Lorero made at halftime he came to the fly motion and the fullback off it onto the tight end side he may have found something at halftime because that was one of the biggest holes of the day for the fullback. That was, and a very nicely done by Tony Reese to get in that hole. Now receiver set off to the left now, and now uh, Miguel runs over to the right side. Jesse Miguel in motion now. There's that sweep play. Miguel gets a, a nice block, but a, even a better tackle made by Hilmar as uh, Hilmar's number 20 makes the tackle. That's Chris Davis, a six, uh, five foot nine senior out there on the right end so a gain of about a yard so bringing up a third and two third and three actually officially at the 15 yard like big play right here uh frank if they if, are they in they're in four down territory here aren't they, they are probably in four down territory is this is right on the edge of the kicker's uh length he might be able to kick a field goal here to tie it uh it'll be a big decision it probably depends if they get close enough to the first down here all right here we go third down tight formation double tight ends as they overload the left side uh, backs are split in the backfield miguel in motion behind him now it is a, a handoff left Side, a great defensive play made by Chris Hines. Or Chris no. Davis, excuse me. Wow, what a Number what a 20, job. Chris Davis did a great job of closing that down. They went motion to the right. They came back off tackle to the left, and Chris wow. Davis just stuffed the play. So they lose a yard on the play, bringing up a fourth act. They say it's fourth and three, but it looks like he lost about a half a yard a yard. I I'm surprised they're not kicking a field goal here. It's fourth and a long Might as well try. You're going to tie the football game. You start off at 0-0, basically, and play the second half even. He is kicking against the wind, though. So, That's true. You know, That's I, I guess maybe it's something. a 10-yard farther field goal because of that. Very very pivotal fourth down fourth and three ball at the 15 here's the snap goes right side of sweep it is a halfback pass play back across the grain and it goes for nothing lost two yards and uh, that is not a good looking play as marcus kistler grabbed the handoff he had his quarterback dom chap run out to the left but he threw the football off his back foot there frank i don't know on a fourth down play down on this side of the football field i don't, I don't agree with that football call it was fourth down. It was sweep right, throw back to the quarterback. To tell you the truth, I think it was wide open. It was. And the, the running back just made a very poor throw, and the quarterback had to come back and dive for it. And you got to give credit to the defender in that play at the line of scrimmage. They uh, went right at Kistler and made that throw even harder. So a turnover on downs now. And uh, back with the football now is Nathan Costa. Costa looks over the defense. Back to pass now. Good protection. Throws one up in the air. Right side. He's got a man. Oh, a little overthrown. It looked like the defender, Miguel, had a hold of him for a second. But just a nice job defensively and an underthrown ball. He had him beat on the outside, though, Frank. Again, they're going in man-to-man -man coverage on the outside there. That time, Miguel was in. That, uh, in the coverage so he maybe had a step on him on Miguel but yeah. Miguel was going to close that quickly again it's a guessing game Miguel is lining up you know to the wide side to the short side they're moving him back and forth and they're having a hard time lining up where Miguel is That's, they want to throw away from Miguel I think they're trying to pick on the other defensive back when they throw 
And you mentioned that in the first half, and it looked like it was very it had been very successful. Second and ten now. Two backs in there. Full back in front. It looks like there's motion in the backfield. No flag there. I saw that from up here as it looked like Chris Hines had moved before the play was uh, snapped. And instead, it's a gain of about three or four yards. So uh, I, I thought that was a false start, uh, actually, in the backfield that time. As it looked like the back was off before the play got snapped. But, you know, such is football. Sometimes uh, we see things that don't happen. <laughs> the ball's at the 20-yard oh. line now. I can't tell you how many times the coach I saw something the referees <laughs> didn't see either. That's just the way it goes. Uh. I bet, I bet. Big third down here is if they don't get the, a few more yards here, it's going to be a tough punt. And Escalon will have another uh, good starting field position here. Under center now is Costa. Costa with four receivers out there. We've seen this once or twice. He throws it over to the left side there. No separation on the play. And uh, nice job defensively by Kistler on the coverage. So uh, incomplete pass that time. Maybe going over to the, the same side a little too much there. Going, throwing to the left and man coverage. And Kistler not exactly the, has the speed of Miguel, but he was in great positioning that time to deny that pass. And not a very well-thrown ball by Nathan Costa. So fourth down now. It is punting situation here, and this is dangerous now. If, if Escalon can somehow find a way to uh, get something going in the red zone, they might actually have had the lead here, but we'll see what happens. Uh, in the backfield now to receive the punt, DJ Rosa for the first time for Escalon back on the left side, and Kistler on the... Uh, on the right. Kistler is the man who gets it. Has a, breaks a tackle right off the bat there. Now he's tackled on the play. A nice ankle tackle on the play made by number 21. And that is Brad Tannehill, the 5'9 senior for the Yellow Jackets. So a uh, pretty good field position, but a really nice punt that time. We've started off with the opposite field position as the first half. Now Escalon's getting good field position to start the uh, second half, as opposed to what Hilmar got early in the game. So we'll see if that makes a difference here in the third quarter. Escalon, the first possession, went right down there and had an opportunity to score. See what they do on their second possession. Oh, a little bit in the red zone there and some uh, some trickery, some running plays. Running plays were working. Another tight formation for him again. In motion now on this play, John Norton in the backfield. It's a bootleg off to the left side. He's got a man down the field, decides to run it. Instead, takes a hit and gets a good gain on the play. About a 10-yard uh, quarterback scramble that time and uh, very close to a first down. I believe they have a first down. If my eyes don't deceive me, it is a first down. The official points forward. So uh, a nice uh, first down run that time by Dom Chap. Play action, waggle pass, we call that. They fake the sweep. The quarterback mm -hmm. comes outside. He decided to run it, which was a good decision. You want your quarterback to run first, pass second. That was a great job. Chap's a very good athlete. Yeah, ex exactly. That was a very nice. He had some receivers down the field, but they were about 30 yards against his body. So that's not a, a play that you'd like to see your quarterback do very, uh, very often. This time a handoff up the middle. It goes to uh, Tony Reese that time for a gain of about a half a yard. So bringing up a first or uh, second and about nine on the play. Matt Bacorquez again made the tackle. Yeah. Number 50 for Hilmar. I've been real impressed with him. He has the, the tip ball. He has the interception on the pass, which he ran back to the 10. He just stuffed the trap play. He, he's a very good football player. Santos playing on the right end next to him as well. And uh, also number 54 in the middle of that line, Tyler Bungard. We've called his name quite a bit for this Hilmar defense. They've really, and it's not been the linebackers making the play. I think that's kind of something that is, is pretty interesting. Their, their line is making the tackles on the running backs. Back to pass now again is uh, champ this ball's tipped and uh, incomplete they're looking for Miguel over the middle that ball went right through Miguel's hands that time and uh, an incomplete pass bringing up a third and long situation as uh, this is another big third down for Escalon they've just not been able to move the chains consistently today 
All right, Kistler coming back in off the sidelines now, and coming out of the game will be uh, John Norton, so a little more speed out on the field for Escalon as uh, Dom Chap gets the play call from uh, head coach Mark Luero and heads to the line of scrimmage. Ball's at about the 40-yard line, left hash side, and up on the, uh, the far side of the field is Anthony Saniga. In motion goes Kistler, and back to pass. Good protection this time, throwing over the middle, and uh, nearly... Picked off on the play by number one, Jesus Valencia, in man coverage against number three, Jesse McHale. Kind of a tough pass to make. Split two defenders that time. Dangerous pass making over the middle right there. They're trying to get Miguel just enough for the first down. And a nice play by, I think it was Davis again, number 20. Yeah. Just an excellent football play. Dom Chapa, uh, was it two for nine, Bob? Two for nine passing so far and not much better for Nathan Costa. He is three for 12 in we this football game punt on the way and a very nice punt and a fair catch is being signaled for but not taken ball takes a uh, hillmar bounce goes back it was uh, bounced at the 15 it is down at about the 16 yard line and so uh, uh downing the ball was number 88 nate williamson a 6-2 senior playing the linebacking position so it will be hillmar's ball once again so so far this uh this third quarter has looked kind of like the first quarter Yes, it has. We've gotten off to a slow start, sort of feeling each other out. I've noticed uh, a couple, both teams have changed their defensive fronts. Escalon has gone to a 5-3. They were in a split six the first half, giving each other a different look. So now they have a nose guard most of the plays. So now and Hilmar uh, comes out in a four-receiver set with one back in the backfield. That back, Michael Mendez, spreading the defense out. They decide to run an option wide open for a few yards as Nathan Costa gets uh, hit on the play by a number 46. That is Brian Lynn of the Escalon Cougars. But but not before he gains about six or seven yards on the play. Nice first down call. We've seen that already one time in this ball game on a first down, and it gets him a very, very uh, easy second down and three. Well, it's never easy against these two defenses, but definitely makes it a little more manageable for the rest of these downs. So second and three, ball at about the 28-yard line. Costa is such a weapon. Hey, being able to run the ball off the option is such a valuable tool for a coach, and they utilize him very well. I've been real impressed with the sophomore tonight. All right. Tight end lined up on the left. Two receivers out there and two backs. This uh, pitch to the left now. Good blocking up front this time for Hilmar and a first down run by, uh, I believe that, who, who was the runner on that? was number... Uh, 25. 25. Okay, that's Chris Hines again. And Chris Hines takes that pitch, goes in for the first down. I believe it's a first down. I think they're going to bring the chains out, actually. Is, yes, though, they will have to measure, I believe. So they're going to measure as the officials call timeout. We'll take this time to take a look at uh, some of our other sponsors that we've had uh, helping us to bring you this Escalon Hillmar championship football game. You've heard them sing about the, the vineyard far Vineyard Pharmacy in Escalon, but they want to take a moment and cheer about their home team, Escalon High School. Vineyard Pharmacy is proud of their home team and wishes them good luck and good health in the ball game today. And right now it's 17 to 14 with Hillmar on top by three with 556 left to go in the third quarter as a player and as a coach frank what's going through your head here it's getting close to the crunch time i know the last 12 minutes is always uh, very very intense especially in a championship football game as a coach what are you telling your players on the sideline right now in this championship situation execution execution yeah. execution right now this football game is so close 
it's going to come down to one or two plays this half that's going to determine their season, determine yeah. their sex and championship, and determine memories that they're going to have for a long time. It's going to come down to literally one or two plays here in this football game. All right. They did not give them first down, just short about uh, three or four inches, so third and inches. And in this situation, a lot of coaches like to uh, maybe throw a play action out there, maybe try to go deep, but Miguel's lined up against Jesus Valencia on the near side, right side. They have overload of the right side. There's one receiver on the left now as Hilmar lines up. I think you're going to see Michael Mendez, our fullback number four, off He's their left boy, side. They like to run to the left side. 6'2", 210 pounds. And it is a uh, handoff right up the middle, and it looks like he has uh, got enough yards there as, uh, yes, definitely a first down for the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. So Hillmar with a new set of downs and uh, looking to move the football. They have moved the chains forward. So the ball placed at about the 27-yard line now. And... Uh, see what they decide to do with this first down play. Last time they had a first down, they decided to run that option quarterback sneak over to the right side, and they spread the defense out with a four-receiver set. Looks like they're doing the same thing. The same formation they ran on the first down. Now, this might have, that play before might have set up another different play, so maybe they hand it off to Mendez up the middle this time or a play-action pass. We'll see. Back to pass now is Costa. He looks over the right side. He's throwing that way. Wide open over the middle. Wow. Oh, Dane Mendez was open. He had great separation, but I'll tell you what, Nathan Costa has not looked as accurate as he did on some of the earlier passes. Uh, he had one or two passes that were absolutely beautiful. The rest of them have been overthrown or underthrown, and that one, he had his man wide open over the middle. He rushed it there. Uh, he had his receiver on the post pattern, and uh, uh, Hillmore had the matchup they wanted. They, they're picking on a couple DBs here, and they had the matchup they wanted. Matter of fact, Escalon has made a substitution change because he was beat, and, uh, you know, he just underthrew or overthrew him. All right, so it's a... Uh Second and ten now. Two receivers out there. Tight end lined up on the right. It's a play-action pass. Protection. Good job stepping up. Nathan Costin now dragged down on the play, but does gain about two yards on the quarterback sneak. Uh, he, uh, he made a really nice play that time as a quarterback. The protection came from the outside blitzers, and uh, the running back got there a little bit late on the protection, which made Nathan have to run forward. He did gain two yards. That's a nice play by an athletic kid. They were trying to go a little play-action hit number 33, the tight end down the middle again, but he didn't have the time that time to make the play. It's like he was hit at the line. He did a good job as a quarterback of just scrambling and getting what he could and making it a positive play. Now we have a, a third and long, a big play for Hilmar. Third and eight officially balls on the 29-yard line. Last time we had a third down, they ended up getting it. We'll see what happens here. Costa's under center, two receivers out there, and two running backs. This time back to pass full protection package. Flatted at the line of scrimmage by number 46 of Escalon. Making a big play is Brian Lynn, a 6'1 senior. Wow, that's a nice play getting up there. He knew he wasn't going to have a chance to get to the quarterback. Stayed in his lane, jumped up, timed it perfectly, got a big paw on it, and brings up a fourth and long, forcing Hillmar to punt, uh, to punt the football away. That's right. It was a nice defensive play. They were trying to throw the out for the first down in 6'1". Uh, defensive end there, number 46, like you said, Brian Lynn made an outstanding play. All right, back to kick now. Escalon's not returning. They're, they're, they're just trying to the get the block ball. and against the wind. They don't care. This time the kick, very, very nice kick. High, high kick. Bounces at the 35, but takes an Escalon bounce and now down at about the 40-yard line. We got a flag in the backfield, though. Is this a roughing the punter? It's roughing the punter, I wow. believe. They hit the punter. That is a dangerous thing. They did not thing. get the ball. That's going to probably be an automatic first down, but that was an outstanding 
outstanding punt. That was beautiful. That was a uh, spirally spunt. Uh, spunt. Yeah. <laughs> a spirally punt. Now, in that situation, it, it, now it looks like they're still spotting the ball for Escalon, though. So It looks like they're going to give Hillmar the opportunity of the five-yard penalty because it wasn't the real right. nasty. So it wouldn't be a first so, down. Or they can punt it again, or they can take the good punt down here. So Hillmar's got a decision to make. I would take the punt. Uh, what would you do here if, if you're Hillmar? Um, you know what? I think I would probably would take the good punt uh, because you always are in danger of getting a punt blocked or making right. a bad snap in the high school and, and level. You know, in a return, you never know what could happen. That's I mean, right. That's a, that's a nice net gain on that yeah, play of about 35, 40 yards. It'd be so. fourth and three, and they'd have to punt again, or they could take the punt, which uh, in, in essence is a 35-yard punt. Which was a pretty good punt, too, especially considering nobody or the whole uh, the whole Escalon team was going to try to block that punt. Instead, they blocked the kicker's foot. Yes, Escalon was definitely going for the block there. So the officials are talking it over with, it uh, looks like, every single Hillmar player out there at the 40-yard line. That's the thing about it as a coach. You, you're on the coach, and you know what decisions to make. You're trying to communicate with a high school kid. The yeah. referee's trying to explain it to a high school kid, and uh, it looks like Hillmar's going to bring it back and wow. On it again. It's an interesting decision. Maybe they uh, maybe they have a trick play lined up. Maybe they uh, have. Uh, maybe they're going to go for it on fourth and three. Maybe they have a play they've uh, they've thought about and worked on in this situation. But it has been placed at about the 34-yard line, and they will have a fourth and about three. Wow. Well, and now back to receive the kick is Marcus Kistler. They, this could come back to hurt uh, hurt Hillmar if it doesn't go their way. They have a lot of faith in their punt team, I guess. Their snapper, their punter. Uh, their punter's been very good all game. He has been. Uh, but this is a dangerous situation, you know. Uh, you can always get a bad snap here, but their coach must know what they're doing. All right, here it comes now. The snap is perfect. This uh, kick in the air, and this one is a worse kick. It goes straight in the air, and it uh, looks like the Hillmar team loses sight of it, and it's uh, down right at about the 41-yard line, so pretty close to the other kick. Yeah. But you know what? They had an extra five yards to work with, so it wasn't as good a kick uh, in terms of yardage, but it does the job. It gives them a little more space, and the starting field position will be uh, at the 41 for Escalon, back on offense. That's right. Uh, he it was a wash, basically the yeah. same situation. No, Escalon again has a little bit of our time. That's, that's right. Just <laughs> took a little bit of time off the clock, and and uh, they're yeah. winning by three, so I guess that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, to the line of scrimmage comes Escalon. Another very tight formation. Two backs in there. Over on the left side, it's a sweep off to the right. A little trap play that time, and nicely done by uh, Escalon. Good blocking up front. A gain of about four yards on first down. So it'll be second and six. A nice second and six. Nicely done by Escalon up front again. Escalon's beginning to wear down Hillmar. I noticed on their first down plays, instead of getting one or two, they're getting four, five, and six these last couple series. So the Escalon line is starting to wear a little bit on Hillmar. 17 to 14, our score, 345 left to go here in the third quarter at Stag Stadium. Second and six in uh, this play. Tom Chap hands it off once again. Nice blocking up front again as Tony Reese bowls his way forward right at the 49-yard line, about two yards short of a first down, but brings up a nice third and two situation for the Cougars. Uh, that was a nice nice job blocking up front again. Another yeah. four-yard gain. Same play they had success with down earlier here. Fake the fly sweep to Miguel with the fullback underneath off tackle. Picked up a good six or five, and now they've got a third and one and a half. Here they go up to the line of scrimmage now, led by their center, number 56, Kyle Fisher. 
anchoring that offensive line for the Cougars. Under center again is Chap. Gets a man in motion, now hands it off. Reese, right side, gets stopped at the line of scrimmage. Gang tackled there by a host of green Esta Hillmar defenders. And it is going to be a fourth down. That is a tough play call. And, uh, you know, it worked the two previous plays. Why not go back to it, right, Coach? Larrero's got a tough decision here. It looks like he's going to punt, but it's fourth down in one yard. It looks like he's going to play field position, which is probably the wisest thing to do. It's still a three-point game, ball down there. possession ball game. I That's think that right. is the way to go. Especially the way Hillmar's defense has played throughout this game. Oh, they, that front's done a great job. These guys are really battling out there. It's good to see two teams battling and really putting a, a great effort out on the field. Snap is perfect. The punt in the air, really nice punt. Nice and high. Uh, goes off to the right end and goes out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. So nicely done kick. Not as, as great as you'd like, but at the 26-yard line, pretty well done. So ball at the 26, and uh, Hillmar will start there. We'll take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back. Have you missed the... Nope, because thanks to Mortgages Done Right, you can hop on the... Before it leaves the station. It's not too late to take advantage of low, low interest rates and refinance that outdated and expensive mortgage with a new loan from Mortgages Done Right. Call 838-8989. They specialize in hard-to-prove or seasonal income, good or bad credit with 100% financing. Combine a first and second into one low payment. Purchase a new home. Get a second mortgage. Whatever you need money for. Mortgage Done Right brings it to you easier and less expensive than ever before. Don't miss out. Take advantage of the savings today. Call 838-8989 and ask for George. 838-8989. Mortgage is done right. The name says it all. ESPN Radio 970. KESP. All right, Hilmar just ran the ball right up the middle with number four, Michael Mendez, a gain of about six yards on first down, bringing up a second and fourth at 33. And at the line of scrimmage is Nathan Costa. Two receivers in there, two backs as well. Lead blocker is Mendez. All right, back to the snap, and they hand it off right up the middle again to Mendez. Back-to-back, -back, the same play, uh, this time to the left side of the line. And Mendez gains a uh, close to a first down. They don't give it to him. Kind of a, not a very great spot that time. Ball placed at the 35, right in the middle of the hash mark. So, ball's right in the middle of the field, and it'll be a third and one. So, Escalade, you know, Hilmar's really been able to move the football. Uh, they've just made a few mistakes that have kind of cost them a little bit. And actually, their mistakes on defense have helped Escalon get in good field position to score themselves. That's the way it is with high school kids. They, they make mistakes. It's uh, just a part of the game, and you have to deal with it. All right, and there's the tailback now, Stephen Donahue, Stephen Donahue. Two receivers as well. They hand it up right off the middle again, and a first down for Hilmar. Same play, three straight times, gets them a first down, and the chains move once again. And with one minute left to go here in this uh, third quarter, they are leading 17-14. to 14. Esclan's got to find a way to stop the uh, the offense for Hilmar. Both teams done a pretty good job here in the third quarter, and like I said, this third quarter's kind of looked like the first quarter, hasn't it? You're right, it has. And, and three straight dives to the fullback, I think you're going to see that quarterback option real soon here. You're going to see Costa keep it around the corner here. People start bunching up towards the middle of that line of scrimmage, and then uh, he might bust one on the outside. Two receivers out there again. Far signs Dade Mendez. Close to up is uh, close to us is Louis Camboya. Louis running around. It's a pass play as they go over the left side. He's got a man open on oh, a great defensive play by Jesse Miguel. Put out his left hand, stopping a touchdown. Absolutely great play by the defensive back that time. And you said it. They're trying to pick on the opposite uh, the opposite DP that time. Miguel made a great play. Fantastic throw. Damn. Rice wide receivers, wide open, well-designed play, and Miguel made an unbelievable left-handed tip, almost intercepted it with one hand. Yeah. Great football play. Second and ten after that great defensive play by Jesse Miguel. We've seen him play very well tonight on defense and offense. 
in and getting the snap. Costa hands it off to number 25, Hines. Right side goes nowhere. Stopped after a, probably a gain of one yard. There to make the stop was number 59 for Escalon. That is Marshall Rocky. He's been uh, playing very good football game. Marshall Rocky at the line of scrimmage. Yes, he has. He's one of the best defensive players up front for Escalon. Well, he's the middle linebacker. Yeah. He's done an excellent job, as, as well as number 88 uh, for Escalon. Nate Williamson. Nate Williamson. Yeah. He's an excellent linebacker as well. Both of them, uh, both of them seniors. Uh, you know they want to go out on a winning note, no doubt about that. As uh, we looks like we got a timeout called on the field. I don't know which team called. Oh, it's the end of the third quarter, actually. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Sometimes I lose track. 17 to 14, our score. We'll be back after this a minute timeout. Right after this, this is ESPN Radio 970. Welcome back here as Nathan Costa brings the Hillmar Yellow Jackets to the line of scrimmage on a big third down. Goes to a sweep, now it's a halfback option pass. He throws across the green, he's got Costa open. First down and more. Costa stays on his feet, crosses the 50-yard line. And hey, well-designed play that time. They, they ran exactly the same play as Escalon ran, but Escalon was unable to connect. This time Costa caught it and ran for the first down. Nice job and a nice throw that time by number three of the Escalon, of the uh, Hillmar Yellow Jackets, Louis Camboya. They tossed it left and, and, and surprised. Surprisingly, left-handed cost, uh, the tailback number three is left-handed, threw it back across the field to the quarterback on a quarterback throwback. And the reason coaches do that is both these quarterbacks are great athletes. Yeah. They can run and catch. Absolutely. And uh, that's evidenced by the way that they actually are able to run the option as well as pass the football and hand it off nicely. This time, Costa holding it, gets some good blocks on the outside. He's got an angle. But, uh, oh, and he breaks the tackle on the outside, gains a few extra yards. Looks like Miguel had him wrapped up in the backfield. But Nathan Costa, a little bit taller, maybe a little stronger than Miguel up on top. Well, they will keep the legs moving and grab a few yards. A four-yard gain there on first down. It is second and about six now. They have to cross the 40-yard line of the uh, Escalon Cougars to get a first down. And, you know, you're talking about wearing down. Looks like Escalon's front four might be wearing down a little bit as well. They're not getting off the ball as, as good as they were early in this football game. 11 minutes to go here in this football game. And a you know, section checks in championship up for grabs. Hilmar with the football. Handoff goes, uh, actually, option play. Pitch over to the right, and he's got some room to run. Number 25 gets outside. Chris Hines tackled there at about the 24-yard line, dragged out of bounds after a nice gain and a nice job selling that option by Nathan Costa. That play was all about the quarterback selling that, wasn't it? Very nice pick to the wow. fullback. Everybody thought the fullback had it. Yeah. Quarterback had it. He came outside, made a nice toss. Again, they take a chance once in a while, put the ball on the ground. But as that result, that was a nice game. You know, i got to ask you, Frank, as a coach, how, how much of a luxury is it to have a quarterback that can sell that handoff? I mean, that has got to be just such an invaluable thing. Sometimes I see kids that don't know how to do it. You know, they kind of lackadaisically throw it out there. But he really did sell that nicely. All right, under center again, Nathan Costa. We'll get your thoughts on that in a second. This time it does go up the middle, but a nice stick that time as Mendez got tackled that time by, I believe, number 56. And um, Kyle Fisher that time making the tackle there on the defensive line. Nice job. With the option that Hillmar runs, right. it's on deception that they're going to put the ball to fullback, they're going to run the fullback, and then the quarterback's going to pull it and pitch. Escalon's got the same thing, but it's a little bit different with the wing tee. It's, it's misdirection, deception, not allowing the defense to know where the ball is. Same, same fundamental are taught hiding the football. Absolutely. Back to the line of scrimmage now on a no gain on that first down. Actually about a, a half yard gain. Second and ten. Nathan Costa back to pass. Good protection now. Looks over to his left. He has a man. Drop pass again. 
And uh, we've seen a little bit of those today. Louis Camboya with the drop and looked like he started to uh, make his turn before he looked the ball into his hands that time, Coach. I'll tell you what, uh, those are those are the kind of plays that you have to convert on, especially when you're on the Cougar side of the field. If you're uh, if you're a Hillmar fan, that can come back to bite you. Now it's a third and long instead of a, a third and three or third and four. Yeah, that's a big play. Now they got the third and ten, like you said, and. Uh, and I don't know what third and ten play they're going to run. They might be in the four-down territory, but you also might just see them throw the ball up deep. Yeah, they might go for a touchdown here. They have four receivers out there, and uh, two to the left, two to the right, one back out there as well. Look to number five on the post up on the top side. That'd be my guess here. All right, back to pass. Costa, it's a quarterback sneak. Instead, takes a three-step drop, runs it up the middle. He might get in. He's at the ten, tackled from behind, and a beautiful play call that time by the Esca, by the Hillmar coaching staff. Nathan Costa spreading the defense out, runs it right up the gut, broke a tackle or two, and it's a first down goal for the uh, Hillmar Yellow Jackets. That's a great call. Quarterback wow. draw up the middle with an athletic quarterback, and if they put this ball in the end zone, if Hillmar scores here and goes up by ten. It might be all over for the Escalon Cougars. It just might be, unless Escalon can find a way to score quickly, which is uh, really the only way they've been able to put the ball in is off a turnover and off an 80-yard run by Jesse Miguel. All right, to the line of scrimmage on first and goal at the 8-yard line. Two, Actually, four receivers set once again with one back. Nathan Costa gets the snap this time, hands it up off the uh, up the middle, gets uh, past the five-yard line. Is number four Michael Mendez, the six-foot senior, gets past the initial defense and is tackled there. And a nice gain on first down, making it uh, second and goal at about the four-yard line. So second and four. And uh, you know sometimes when you have a passing offense, it gets kind of tough down here, doesn't it, Coach? I mean, you don't have as much room to run your routes. Yeah. Everything is a little more congested. They're trying to spread Escalon out. They're running the fullback off the left side behind Cooper. Now you might see the quarterback keep it. Costa under center again. Four receivers out there to the right, to the left. This time it's an option run to the left. And a great job and a great tackle that time by Escalon's defense. And the tackle made by number 46 of Escalon, Brian Lynn. He's done that two or three times already in this ball game. And, uh, he, you know, he might have actually read that play thinking the same things you were thinking about, Coach. That's a smart football player out there. Yeah, it is. You know, and... This is a huge series. If, if Escalon can stop them on this play and, and this four, next two plays, they have a chance to win a section championship. And keep it a, as a one-possession ball game. That's the most important thing you can do, especially when you're at 825 like we are left in this ball game. Now uh, trips to the right with one receiver on the left. That receiver is Jesus Valencia. Nathan under center back, three-step drop, looking over to his right. He's got a man. Oh, Overthrown. If he would have went to a post route uh, towards the back corner of the end zone and had his uh, had uh, number 25 Hines turn in instead of turn out, they had a touchdown there. But nonetheless, it's a fourth down. That's a huge stand by Escalon. Big stand. They keep it a one-possession game. Hillmar comes on to kick the field goal. If they make it, they're up six. Escalon's still got a chance with 8.15 remaining. No doubt about it. And Escalon doing the job. I mean, uh, hey, all you can hope for if you're an Escalon Cougar fan is that these guys make that stand and they do it. Here is the upcoming kick. A high snap. Well handled, though. The kick on the way, and it is good. Nice job by the holder that time. The holder on the play, Michael Mendez, really brought that ball down, Coach. That was a high snap. He had to get out of his crouch a little bit, brought it down, turned the ball, and a uh, uh, really nice kick by Eric Gonzoli. Nice job by the, the holder getting that ball on the tee, and the kicker obviously booted it through with ease, but it, the key was the hold on a high catch. Sometimes the holders just don't get enough credit. I mean, that's it's a, such a skill in football, just like kind of a long snapper in football. They don't get a lot of credit out there, and it's a very hard skill to do. Uh, it's one of those skills that doesn't get a lot of glory and whatnot, but that's right. you have to have one. You have to have a guy yep. that's able to do those small things. Uh, the and holder you, and the snapper. The, you don't know who the snapper is until he makes a mistake. That's right. That's and then when he makes a true. mistake, everybody goes, oh, man, that 
that kid made a terrible snap. But the snappers are very important, both on the PAT, the field goals, and the punts. Absolutely. Uh, Bob Moore telling you a 10-play, 53-yard drive. Actually took about uh, four or five minutes off the clock as well. That ate some of the time up, gave them a little more of an edge. Now the uh, Escalon team needs a touchdown to win. Actually, a touchdown to tie and an extra point uh, to win this football game. And with 8-12 left to go, Hilmar might actually get the ball back as well. Nice kickoff by Hilmar. Both Escalon players back to get it, but Kistler decides to take it right side. He runs up the middle, gets away from the defense. He's got one man to beat at the 35 now tackle from behind nice pursuit that time by Hilmar's Daniel uh, Mikado a senior DB wow he was gone if he would have had a little more speed busting through there he would have been off to the races with Kistler but Kistler not the fastest player Escalon has in the backfield returning that kick uh, but good sight lines to run that right up the middle and get them great starting field position here Kistler made a nice run right there he only had the kicker to beat if that had been Miguel with the ball uh. it might be an Escalon lead right now he only had the kicker to beat but Kessler made a nice hard run. Last drive for Hillmore, the key play was that third down 20-yard quarterback draw yeah. that got him down in field goal range. All right, here we go as uh, they overload the right side and a fake handoff, a little play-action pass going to the right side, looking for Miguel. Nice pass play on the left side. He's got a man, 44, Anthony Sunia. He's running at the 40, the 30. He's got a foot race. Oh, and he gets tackled on the ankles. And a great tackle by Chris Hines as Sunia was off to the races, almost putting it in. Got tackled at about the 21-yard line. That is exactly what Escalon needed. A big play once again, getting them closer, and now they're close to being in the red zone. Unbelievable. Wow. Escalon has not played nearly as well as this great Hillmar team yet. With seven minutes left, they're down on the 20-yard line with a chance to win a section championship. Dom Chap, great decision right there. He was look, It looked to me that Miguel was open on the right sideline, but he looked off the defender and threw it back across towards the middle. Great job. Now it's a tight formation over to the right. Miguel in motion to the left side. Now back. We've seen this play a few times. It's a trap up in the middle. Jesse Miguel gets stopped at the line of scrimmage, though. And if, uh, if he breaks that tackle, he's gone for a touchdown, Coach. He got stopped at the line, though. And another nice defensive play uh, by that uh, yellow jacket front four and 54 Tyler Bungard making another stop another excellent play by Bungard Miguel we've seen that play before Miguel's tiring right now for some reason he's got his helmet off he's looking very tired also number 44 for Escalon Anthony Sunaguff that run right there he pulled his hamstring or oh, boy. it tightened up he's laying down here on the sideline being attended to by his coaches with a section championship on the line they need number 44 Sunaga and they need Miguel to come through here for him Sunaga, nice job finding a, uh, an open side of the field there. As he caught the ball in uh, traffic and ran the ball over to the left side. He had a lot of room to run with. All right, here we go. It is second and about eight. In motion now, number 34, Marcus Kistler. And it's a uh, bootleg off to the right, a play-action pass. Looking in the end zone, way overthrown, though. And uh, actually, probably a blessing that that was overthrown. He threw it into double coverage. Uh, it looked like he was looking, uh, I think it was for uh, number four. I don't know who that number was. 88, Nate Williamson. Yeah, Nate Williamson. I haven't seen him on offense as a tight end yet. Today. No, he had to come in for Sunica. Yeah. That would have been Sunica. And, and Zunica's much <laughs> faster than uh, Williamson. I was looking at the number. I'm like, wait a second, where is it? Here comes Zunica. He's back in the ball game. This is a big third down this and 10 huge. play. I think you're going to see those one of those play-action plays where they send Zuniga, the both tight ends, on crossing patterns or to the corner. It's four-down territory, isn't it, Coach? Over yes, it is. It's four-down territory. They've got two downs to get Six 10 yards. Six o'clock, 20 to 14. Hillmar with the lead. Third and eight. Third and nine, actually. Back to pass is uh, Don Chapp. He gets tackled in the backfield. Quarterback sack on the play by the Yellow Jackets. Mark Santos, the junior lineman, makes a great play. Penetration at the line of scrimmage, and Hillmar busted through the line unblocked. Mark Santos, Chris Davis made outstanding plays wow. to get the sack right there. 
and that's a huge loss. What is Coach Lorero going to do on 4th and 15? He's had trouble throwing the ball. He's already pulled out his trick of the quarterback throwback. Yep. What is he going to do here? He's got to pull a big call out of out of his trick of ba or his bag of tricks here. He's got to make a big play right here. This is huge. It is uh, ball is placed right at about the 26-yard line. They need to get at to, uh, right at about the 11 for a first down. In motion is Miguel towards the left. It is a play-action pass rolling to the right. He's got a man open. Williamson, that's a pass interference, and that's an automatic first down. Wow, he picked it off, but it's going to come back. It's, it's going to definitely be a pass interference call. It was intercepted oh, by number my one, gosh. Jesus Valencia, but... Valencia was uh, was he the one that pushed him? Yes, he hit him right before the ball got there, and he intercepted the ball. But it's going to be all for naught. We got a pass interference call by the deep judge. Absolutely. That's going to be an automatic first down down inside the 10-yard line. -brainer. I mean, Williamson was hammered on the play. He was wide open for a second. The defender got there a little too early, hit him from behind, and Escalon with a first down now. The Hillmar fans not too happy about it, booing on their side of the field, but it was an easy call. We saw it from up here. Yes, it was definitely a pass interference. <laughs> That's the worst thing that probably could have happened for Hillmar. Now it's going to be first down on the 10, I believe, or 11-yard line. Looks like the ball is going to be placed at around the... Uh, see where they actually put it here. That's right in between the 12 and 13-yard line. So they can get a first down before they get in the end zone. Um, and we'll see what Escalon does. This is a huge possession with 5.57 left to go in this ballgame. These four downs, write it down. These are the most important plays of this ballgame for Escalon. And uh, I think the first down play will be uh, maybe something to set up something else later on in this series. So we'll see what they decide to do. Wow. Well, I think you're going to see Jesse McGill on the run here or you're going to probably see the fly sweep to jesse and hit the, full, the number 45 the fullback off tackle left that's what you're going to see here on the right. first down they're going to fake the fly and run the uh, down off left type tackle fullback is tony reese in the backfield he's the only one as miguel goes in motion fake handoff they go to the trap to uh, to tony reese just as you called it uh, that's coach. been a successful play a for coach. him this half very <laughs> successful play i'll tell you what even though i know the play sometimes it's hard for me to communicate to my defense what it's going to be it's still yeah. hard to stop you still Tony, have to stop it what is it with a play clock in high school for 30 seconds 35 it, it is 30 seconds and that's definitely tough to communicate it is it's, oh we got a penalty penalty a on, big penalty on hillmar and an ejection what what is this penalty for? we have maybe an ejection on number 33 for hillmar it's either a, a penalty because of equipment or an ejection. Adam Cook gets kicked out of the football game, or maybe. I we'll don't know. see here on the, with the referee. Oh, another guy might get kicked out. Yes, we definitely have some problems with Hillmar and their tempers right here. So Hillmar uh, basically losing their cool now as the uh, head coach for Hillmar going over the coaching staff, talking to his players. So two guys got kicked out, it looks like, huh? One. Unsportsmanlike conduct. That is not what you need right here. That's losing your composure. And, you know, Escalon fans are cheering right now. Uh, I'll tell you what, this is a big-time blow. Isn't that a lot? That's not an automatic first down, is it? That's just a... It is an automatic is, right? first down. Now it's first and goal and four-yard line. And it was second and eight. Now it's first down and four on the four. A player ejection with a section championship. That's too bad. It looks like he booted him, and the coach is getting asked to get off the field, too. Well, he's standing out there at the hash mark. That's pretty deep for a coach to be on the field. And another guy is out there talking to his defense and offense. Wow. Uh, you know, I wish we were actually uh, able to, to hear 
what actually happened. Unfortunately, we are not able to hear, of course, since we're not on the field. But uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, maybe he said something to the official, maybe, uh, you know, cursed at the official, something like that. And the officials, you know, they, they're not going to take that in a championship game. I mean, I'm sure they've let some things go by, you know, because it is a championship game. But maybe it just got to that point where they got to take control. You know, last night I was at the uh, Central Catholic game. They lost control of that football game. Lots of uh, players got ejected. And a lot of that comes because the officials don't have control of the football game, and maybe they let things go a little too far. So this has been a very good football game. Hillmar's had a couple yeah. of personal fouls that have uh, been questionable. Now we have the Hillmar coach calling a timeout, wanting to know what exactly happened with the player. We're speculating here. I'm not exactly yeah. sure what happened. All I know is that the player said something to the referee and got a 15-yard penalty, and it's very unfortunate for his teammates and his school. So it's half the distance to the goal, basically. We're going to go ahead and take a one-minute timeout. We'll be right back with this goal line situation for Escalon right after this. Main Street Market and Escalon is proud to be a sponsor for today's Escalon-Hilmar football game. Go Cougars and their quest for a division championship. And from the entire staff and management, best wishes for a very Merry Christmas and a happy, prosperous New Year. Main Street Market serving Escalon and surrounding areas at 1900 McHenry Avenue. Open seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. KESP Modesto Stockton. ESPN Radio 970 KESP Modesto and Stockton would like to say thank you to the sponsors that are helping bring you Saturday's championship playoff football games. Oakdale Chamber, Batchy's Restaurant, Touchdown Properties, Steve Chevrolet, Skin Care Center of Oakdale, Hershey's Visitor Center, High Tech Factory Outlet, Skeets Insurance Services, Hagelin Ford, Cook's Communications, Vineyard Pharmacy, Main Street Market, and Escalon, Escalon Feed and Supply, Mortgages Done Right, and Escalon Hardware. We encourage the listeners to utilize the services those businesses provide and tell them thank you for bringing you this Saturday's football games here on ESPN Radio 970. KESP Modesto in your Central Valley home for Cal Bears basketball. ESPN Radio 970. Well, welcome back to Stag Stadium here. The score, 20-14, to 14, Hillmar on top. But Escalon in, uh, in uh, the red zone here with a first or second and, uh, and goal after a uh, personal foul call against Hillmar. Escalon looking like they're poised to try to take the lead here and, uh, and then rely on their defense to get them this section championship. Frank, it's been confusing out there. The, the coaches were out on the field talking to their teams. The officials are out there talking. The players are trying to stay loose. And now we're going to have a second down play here. And uh, we're speculating, of course. We don't. Really yeah, I'm not exactly sure what transpired down there. All they know is they got a five-yard penalty out of it, and it's second and two on the four-yard line. Second and two on the four, and in a uh, kind of a pro set with two backs in there, Miguel and Reese. Goes to Reese right side. Reese stopped the line, though, stays on his feet, tackled there, and let's see where the officials spot this football at. The far official has him right at about the three-yard line, and that looks like the where the ball will be placed. So it looks like it's going to be about a third and two. Third they got nothing. They got nothing out of that play. No gain at all. Maybe an inch. Man, this <laughs> is such an important play right here. I mean, it is. I know it's two down territory. It's two down here, territory but, for sure. But you know, you'd like to punch it in on third and not have that pressure. Right. Of punching. What do you think? What do you think? Maybe they fake the fly sweep of Miguel again and run their best you know, play all they half. Might, they might try a little play action here. You know? Maybe try to go uh, off the left end again to uh, to somebody else. Yeah. Number 43 out there, John Norton's uh, been able to. Awesome. They sweep it over to Miguel. Right side touchdown. 
Escalon Cougar touchdown, and the official oh my God. a flag. Now the referee calls a flag for diving in the end zone I when they didn't oh. do it the first series. That is pathetic. And now we got the big point of the game going. That is unbelievable that they're going to call that with 451. Does that wipe they... the touchdown off? No, it isn't, but it backs it up 15 for the PAT, which That's... is a crucial PAT. Oh, my goodness. Why didn't that they is... call it the first time he scored the touchdown if they're going to call it now with four minutes left? And you know what? It, it wasn't like he did it to showboat. He did it to get in the end zone. He right? dove in the end zone. There was there two was or three defenders. defenders. There. That is a bad call yeah. by an official. That wasn't oh. showboating. The first time he yeah. did it was showboating. Absolutely. That was getting in for the section title. The spirit of the... The rule is just uh, stupid, and Mark Luero is absolutely upset about it because the judge, uh, you know, that's in a case, Frank, and I know you, you, you know, you have some beats with officials sometimes, but I'll tell you what, that's a case where an official wants to take the game in his own hands, and that's unfortunate in a section championship game to uh, really hurt the uh, hurt Escalon's chances of an extra point and taking the lead here at 20 to 20 with under five minutes left to go. That is a painful, painful penalty that should not have been thrown. You know, they're human. They make mistakes. Yeah, I know. But that, that mistake is difficult. <laughs> Al, I got I got to be careful now because I'm going to have them next year. I know, I know. Now it's a 35-yard PAT to wow. take the lead. It's a tie game right now. That's a huge call. Chris Dennis, the kicker in there. The holder will be number 44, Anthony Suniga. Suniga. This is amazing. I, you know, this game has been strange. I mean, the second half has been interesting. The snap, the hold is good. The kick is in the air. It looks good from this distance. A it sophomore, is good. A sophomore just nailed a 35-yard PAT wow. for Escalon. A sophomore. What a great kick. That kick would have been good from 40, Frank. Easy. At least, maybe, maybe 45. That's an In between kick. narrow field goal posts, college field goal posts, I might add. What Jeez. Talk about stepping up and making a play. I can't say enough about number 21, Chris Denise, the sophomore, 5'9", 140, to come through and make that play for his team. Absolutely. You know, especially with the emotions of, of being forced to be backed up. That's uh, just pretty darn amazing right there. That kick was amazing right there by Chris Denise. Uh, and, you know, like you said, a sophomore doing that job. You know, there are some big sophomores in this game. Nathan Costa, we talked about for Hillmar. Uh, he's looked good at times. He's looked inconsistent as well with the football and now this is interesting too and I, I gotta bring this up Hillmar will have the football here but they're going against the wind here in this uh, in this last drive attempt here Frank how will this affect their passing offense I mean they have plenty of time 451 let's face it that's a that's a lifetime in high school football um, and uh, looks like Escalon is going to kick off here they only need a field goal they only need a field goal so yeah. and they've got the quarterback that can bring them down they've got a couple good receivers so if this was Escalon they might have a difficult time throwing the ball down the field but Hillmar has plenty of time. They've got their timeouts. They've got the quarterback. They have plenty of time. This game is not over. He's in the kick. He approaches the football. A nice, solid kick received at right at the 10-yard line by Chris Hines. Hines running right up the middle now. Gets hit in the backfield. Breaks the tackle, though, and takes it all the way to about the 34. Nice return for this Hillmar team, and the fans are appreciative as the offense for Hillmar runs on the field. The defense for Escalon makes their way back out there. You know, it, it couldn't get any better than this, does it, Frank? I mean, you're 20-21, to 21, a one-point game with 444 on the clock. You know, this is for a, a bragging as I said in my promo earlier, this is amazing right here. Yeah, this is a very good high school football game. Awesome game. Great plays. And now Hilmar with the sophomore quarterback in a section championship riding. All right. Well, Nathan uh, Costa leads his team out there. He has four receivers. They spread the defense again. Costa, three-step drop, looking over the middle, has a man nearly picked off. Wow. 
You talked about him, Nate Williamson, with that tip play. He almost took that, and if he has, uh, if he catches that ball, he's returning that for a few yards. I'll tell you that. That was a very pivotal uh, uh, play right there. And if he pulls that down, uh, you know they're going to definitely use the clock and run the football a little bit. Big six foot two, yeah. two thirty senior Nate Williamson. Nice play. The linebackers are able to drop now because they know it's probably a pass. I wouldn't. I would expect to see Nate Costa with a quarterback draw here coming up in the next play or two. Costa four for eighteen. Thanks to Bob Moore. Four receivers again. Three step drop again. Looking over to his right. Now rolling over to his right. Looking back across the grain to his left. Throws it that way. Received and a first down on the play. Caught by number five, Dane Mendez, the senior catching it. And a nice play. Improv's uh, improvised play by Nathan Costa. You know, the, the great athletes tend to make great plays. That's don't they? right. Oh, it's an excellent you play. You have one in Deshaun Benton. The guy you know amazes you, doesn't he? With hey, when uh, the game's on the line, you want the ball in your best player's hands. Right. And Nate Costa is their best player. Yep. He rolled right through a bullet back left. Great job for the first down. And a nice job. They are exactly. 30 to 30 yards away from a field goal attempt. All right, Costa under center, the same formation, four receivers out there, one back, Costa three-step drop again, good protection, has all day to throw, now he likes to run a little bit, going to the left, stutter step, breaks the tackle now outside, hit late, out of bounds, but they will not throw the flag on that one, it's kind of close right there. And that could have been a late hit penalty, uh, that could have been the flag there, but close you know. to being out of bounds, he was out of bounds when he got hit. Uh, Again, referee's discretion. Well, last night, that would have been a flag, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> they were not letting any of those plays go last night at all. Uh, and the ball, a nice little gain, though. About three-yard gain that time. So second and seven now for uh, for the Hillmar Yellow Jackets at 4.07 on the clock. Down by one. Here we go. Hillmar bringing the team up to the line. It's a trips to the right with one receiver on the left. That's Jesus Valencia. One back in there is number four, Michael Mendez. Under center. Here we go. It's a handoff right up the middle. And a uh, nice game on the play by Mendez. Getting close to a first down, about two yards short. It's a good play call. They're just Excellent play. Plenty of time. Yeah. They've got plenty of time. Just huddle up quickly. Now they're going to have to get the first down probably with the fullback or the quarterback option here. Quarterback option. I would expect to see court. one of those two fake the fullback quarterback option. They which need a first side, down. Which side have they attacked really? The uh, they'll side. probably run to the wide side. To the left side here would be my guess. There is uh, another trips to the right. Same formation as the last play. There is a, uh, a defensive lineman on the right end, though. This time they hand it up the middle. And a first down run. Nice job bowling forward by Michael Mendez. And Hilmar moves the chains. And a first down for the Hilmar Yellow Jackets. So the clock stopped as the ball will be placed at 327 now. This is uh, this is huge right here. This next uh, four downs here, uh, this is really what's going to make or break this Hilmar a chance, either for a field goal or a touchdown. Well, if, uh, if you remember the last series, Escalon's defense held them when they got down yeah, here inside right. the 10. They're going to need to do that again here in the next uh, series or two. All right, four receivers once again. To the right, to the left. The ball's on the right, right side. Here comes Nathan Costa, three-step drop, quick pass out to the left, received, nice job catching that ball. Jesus Valencia catches it for six yards, and it'll be second down and four for Valencia as he stays inbounds. Clock continues to move, under three minutes left to go in this D4 section championship game. You know, the wind is blowing pretty good against them, but uh, as I told you, with the stadium being, uh, you know, with the uh, seats kind of at the end of the end zone, kind of blocks a little bit of that yeah. wind flow. So it's not too bad as long as you don't throw the ball too high in the air, the ball's going to have a nice flight path. Is Costa warming up or what? Oh, I think man. he's completed more balls in this series than he did in the whole ball game. Another four receiver set. This time the ball's on the left hash at the 42. Costa under center, backs away, another three-step drop, looking to his right this time. Defender falls down! Oh, and so does number three, Louis Campolia. If he stays on his feet, he's got six points for Hilmar. Oh, boy. 
I bet you what happened, Frank, is he saw the defender fall down, and he got a little too ahead of himself in making his cut. I tell did, you he what. He did make the catch, and he moves the chains first So down. close to being a touchdown oh. right there. He's going he's gonna to be killing him. He's going to be hitting himself <laughs> in the head when he sees that one. Watching the tape, yeah. But I'll exactly. tell you what, I know which side of the field I'd be throwing to if I was Hillmore right now. Well, tell us, Coach. <laughs> There's one side that's the opposite of Jesse Miguel <laughs> that right I'd be throwing right the now. ball to. That's the, uh, that's the far side from us. They're on the right hash. First and ten for Hillmar. Hillmar driving the football, looking for a play. They go up on top. Oh, and he had a man beat. Number three, Louis Camboya, got behind the linebacker that time. Linebacker covering him on the play was, I believe, Kyle Fisher out there. And uh, he was beat on the play for Escalon. And, uh, wow, that was... Uh, Actually, it wasn't Cal Fisher. It was number 59, Marshall Rocky, beat on the play. But the ball was thrown a little to the right-hand side of the receiver. So second and 10 now for Hilmar. They haven't ran the ball in a while. No, they haven't. I'm still waiting for that quarterback draw. <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to drop back and run the ball up the middle like they did earlier. You know that play's coming. Costa 6 for 22 now and three completions in this series, no doubt. Four receiver set. Costa three-step drop. There it is, Coach. There's the quarterback draw, though, and he stopped in the back uh, by number 43. That is John Norton on defense, but not after a gain of about four yards. So it brings up a, a, a very pivotal third down here. Third and six. The ball at the 29. You're in kind of a no-man's land here, Coach, aren't two you? Two down territory against the wind. They've, they've, they've got two downs to get Where the do first. Where do you got to get to? They need, they need a shot. first down. They need to get inside the 20, inside the 20 for, for a field goal. goal attempt to win this football game. They're, we are under two minutes at 136. Clock is running, and now they've called a timeout. 136 remaining. Boy, oh. it's all on the line here. The Hillmark coach, Coach Marks, is trying to decide what can we do to get a first down. The ball's placed on the right hash. Mm -hmm. Most likely we'll see something to the wide side of the field, the left side. Although, if I were Hillmar, I would continue to attack opposite of Jesse McGill. Yeah. I would continue to try to get my best receiver lined up opposite of their best defensive back. Absolutely. And, they, they, you know, they, they, Hillmar's looked really good in the spread offense. They, you know, the four-receiver set, they've run a few trip sets in this, uh, in this uh, series as well. It's really uh, spread out the Escalon defense. And that run right there gave them a little more space. That run basically was designed to get them a little more, uh, a little more yardage to make the third down a little bit easier. That's right. And, and, and he could pop that. He could yeah. score. Any time we on saw that, that earlier on the goal yeah. line where he was stopped. Yeah. And, uh, if they get a first down, stretch. you may see that again when yeah. they get inside a field goal range. I think they have two timeouts left. Yes, they do. Two timeouts left. So this is a, a very important down or two right here. All right, here we go. Third and six. Ball's at the 29-yard line. They switch to McGill Soft up to the top side. Sophomore quarterback Nathan Costa under center. Back to pass, another three-step drop, looking to the right. He's got a man first down for Hillmar, and a great catch by Jesus Valencia, an even better throw by the sophomore, Nathan Costa. That's execution, Coach. There on the 21, that was their best receiver, Valencia, against Escalon's best defensive back, Miguel. Great route. And great route, great ball, hard to defend that. 21-yard line. Hilmar now is getting close to field goal range. Yeah. I would expect that quarterback draw to get him down inside the 20 in the next play or two. Do you think they're going to just try to get that field goal? Are they going to try to throw it up for the touchdown? They'll here? probably try to get it in the end zone once or twice, yeah. but hey, they're close to field goal range. They don't want to make a mistake here exactly. and throw a pick. Costa under center. He hands it off to the left. Oh, he keeps it this time. Oh. Loses five yards on the play and a great defensive stop that time by Escalon's number 46, Brian Lynn. That's his third stop behind the line of scrimmage, coach. He is 
really read Nathan very well tonight. Great play. The clock is wow. running down. They might want to use a timeout right here. They don't want to waste 30 seconds. And they're huddling up, too. This that is, is kind of a strange uh, situation. We need to see a two-minute offense here, Coach Marks. I, uh... Oh, boy. They're this is, uh, on the scrimmage now with four receivers out there. Miguel up on the far side against uh, Louis Camboya. Here comes Costa under center. Man-to-man -man coverage on the receivers. Back to pass. Three-step drop. That's the same route that got him the first down. Oh, and a great tackle that time made by number one. Or by, uh, number three. Was that number one? Number one, oh, Don Chap. Don Chap, the quarterback. He in there. came in at corner the last two plays, a couple plays in the first half, and he's come in lately in this series. Now it's third and eight. Clock running under four, uh, 40 seconds, 36 seconds. It's running. To go. He did not get out of bounds. Oh, my gosh. He should use a timeout. Clock still running, and they're huddling up. I don't understand what they're doing. Are they going to just run a play and then kick a field goal? Wow. I, I think they're going to rest on their, their I think you might side. be right. I think they're going to hand the ball off. You might see Mendes. quarterback draw. Four receivers now. Single back Mendez is back there. Costa back. He's passing. He runs it up the middle. Stop to the line of scrimmage. They read that perfectly. They're going to let the clock run down to three or four seconds. Tackle made by John Norton right They're there. They're going to let the clock wow. run down. Ten seconds on the clock now. They oh. did call a timeout. You know what? Why? Since what? it's fourth down, you know they're going to kick. They should have ran the clock down, so this is the last play of the game. Might but as well. uh, uh, A la Cal Berkeley Stanford. Oh, but, yes. But <laughs> uh, the game is going to rest on the PAT unit for Hillmar. They're going to have a 36 or 37-yard, wow. excuse me, it'll be a 30 six or 37 yard field goal to determine the section four champions every fan in attendance on their feet escalon's fans cheering loudly trying to urge on the defense this is one of those things where you don't want to commit a penalty you don't want to commit a penalty and give them five more yards to kick this extra uh, kicks this uh, field goal to win the football game also escalon's uh, or uh, hillmar's fans all up on their feet as well the players on on the hillmar side are all huddling on one knee praying holding hands this is for you, you know what I'm doing right here, if I am Escalon, that, that Hillmark kicker is going to stand there on the 31-yard line. If I'm Escalon, I'm going to call three timeouts in a row. Why not? I'm going to make him stand there for five minutes and, you and know, think about this kick. Something you mentioned. These uprights are shorter. They're more narrow. This might come into play right now. Here we go. They're lining up. Eric Genzoli. Here comes a timeout. timeout. I'm right. going to use all three timeouts. This is going to be the longest longest five minutes in this kid's young life absolutely a senior 510 180 eric Ginzoli, and the hillmar hopes of a section title oh i tell you what i almost feel sorry for the kid either you feel sorry for him or he's going to be the hero of hillmar no doubt he'll be a he'll be a legend in hillmar folklore <laughs> he that's right kick, no doubt you know it, it reminds me of ace ventura laces out laces out baby well look at the hillmar <laughs> kids on the sideline they're all on their knees yeah. they're they're almost in tears i can tell you right now the emotion running through them they want a section championship so so bad if he makes that field goal that sideline's gonna go crazy if he misses it on the field if he misses it this escalon team's gonna go crazy absolutely escalon standing up all the fans in attendance are standing up luero walking off the field now and uh, might end up making uh, calling another timeout as he does have one more has, uh, yeah one more timeout right i'll tell you what he has two more timeouts wow i'm using the timeouts baby all right they're lining up for it. I don't know if he's going to call another one. And they, they do call a timeout again. 
So they call another timeout. They're icing the kicker. Frank, you called it. I mean, that's exactly why. I think that's a no-brainer. And I bet that uh, Frank Marks is telling his guys, they're probably going to try to ice us. Try to keep your composure. Stay loose out there. Focus. Right. If I'm Marks, I'm going out to the huddle right now. I'm going to maybe come up with a joke. I'm yeah. going to do something to loosen that guy up. Don't forget the snapper. And the holder and the kicker are an integral parts of this. And right now, the kicker is staying away from the head coach, Mark. So the kicker and the holder are back away from the huddle right now. Meanwhile, uh, Mark Luero is all with his defensive team, his special teams out there right now, telling them probably, hey, avoid penalties. Don't get caught for holding. Don't get caught for this or that. Stay on sides and all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's a lot of things that can happen in this end, uh, end, end situation right here. It all comes down to this, folks, for the D4 section championship of the Sac Joaquin Valley. This is uh, this is awesome. The other thing you can't forget. The other thing you cannot forget is that all eleven guys will be rushing. They won't be sitting back. They'll all be coming most likely. This one crowd comes alive. They line up the kick. Back to do the honors, Eric Anzoli. And they call another timeout. That's their last timeout. You know what we're gonna do? Let's go ahead and take a timeout. We've analyzed it enough. Let's take a 30-second timeout. We'll be back for the kick just in a second. Escalon Feed and Supply would like to congratulate the Escalon High School football team on their outstanding season and wish them the best on their quest for the division championship. Escalon Feed and Supply, your full-service feed and supply store, offers full lines of Wrangler, Rocky, Cruel Girl, Wolverine, Justin, and much more. Right now, get your Wrangler 13 MWZs for only $19.95. Escalon Feed also carries feeds for the farm to the dairy to the home. Feeds such as Nutramax and Purimus Pro Plan. Need animal health supplies? Escalon Feed's got them. Escalon Feed and Supply, 17 407 South Escalon below the road in Escalon. Go Cougars! All right, we are back. Here it comes. Ball is placed at the 19-yard line. Mark Luero walking back towards the sideline urges his fans to get up on their feet. They oblige. Here we go, folks. No timeouts left. We're going to see a game-winning kick or a game-winner by Escalon. The snap good. The hold good. The kick of the air. It is. It is. No good. No good. Escalon has won the D4 section championship. Wide left. Wide left. Escalon celebrating on the field. And, a stunner. Uh, oh, wow. A Gonsoli, stunner. Gonsoli walking We got a penalty, a celebration by Escalon on the field. It won't, it what won't is, make any difference. For? I mean, they just won the section championship. Yeah, well, they got to try to keep, they got to try to keep some kind of uh, control down here on the field. It won't, work all year won't have any effect of the game. It's okay. Yeah. The coaches from Escalon won't be too mad. They just have to take one, one snap, one knee. I feel sorry for Eric Ginzoli. Yeah. He's not the one that lost his football no, game. Not at all. Hillmar had many opportunities. He's a high school senior. He's going to have to live with this, but this is a team loss. Hillmar lost the game with a couple well, turnovers. You know there's four seconds left. It, it, there's one play. They're going to take a knee. Escalon is. It's, it's, it's all over. Absolutely. It's all over. But what a great high school football game. It, oh, what a great game. And you said it earlier, Frank. Uh, uh, you know, Hillmar looked like they were the better team out here today. You know, it, it seemed like Hillmar controlled the game, but Escalon made the plays when they had to. They kept the game close. They made a couple big plays. They bent, but they didn't break. I'm coming back to the series where Hillmar made the field goal yeah. uh, about eight minutes left in the game. If, if they score, Hillmar scores, and that touchdown, they go up by 10, they win the game. Also, that drop touchdown catch by uh, number 33, Adam Cook, in the first half. That's true. That's coming back to rear its ugly head because they had to settle for three in that situation as well. So there's, there's the kneel down. There's, there's the a lot of plays we could count on. And I, I want to give credit as well to Coach Loreiro and his staff. Great job. Outstanding job. Escalon wanted 
their rematch with Hilmar. They got it. They beat him. Coach Loreo, to his credit, used all three timeouts and iced the kicker. The kicker kicked it deep enough. It, it was, was just left. Kick. Just left. Just left. I mean, uh, it, you know, it's hard for us to tell how far left, so we couldn't tell you, but maybe the wind had an effect on that kick, Frank. I mean, uh, the wind is blowing, and, and I'm looking at the flag up above that goalpost up there, and it's blowing pretty good back against the grain. So... Escalon High School gets the revenge. They beat Hillmar, and like we talked about before the ball game, it is very difficult to beat a team twice in one season, and uh, Escalon proves that to be true as they get the victory. Final score, 21-20, to and a uh, very good fourth quarter, an excellent second quarter of football. One of the better football games I've seen all year. Well, besides your game against Kerlock, Coach, uh, that game was a pretty darn good football game itself. This was a very good high school football game. This is what it's all about. Section championship, two, one School towns battling it out. The TVL champions, Hillmar, against the runner-up, Escalon. Escalon getting revenge in the section championship. Hillmar has nothing to be ashamed of. 11-2, and two, a league title. Section runners-up. They had a great season. And Escalon, again, for the sixth straight season in the section final. They've won three out of the last six cha section championships. Coach Lorella staff, another fantastic job. Although Hillmar may have looked like the better team, Escalon today won Once. by one point. Yeah, they were one point better. And uh, right now, a good show of sportsmanship, of course, the traditional uh, handshake uh, line going on between uh, both teams and lots of respect, I would imagine, between both of these teams. I know they don't like each other too much. They are, like you said, one school towns, and that has a lot to do with it. We know when Houston was winning their section championships, of course, Oakdale, which comes up tonight, they're a one school town, basically. Uh, hopefully we see another great game tonight in the Oakdale-Colfax game. I have a feeling it's going to be great. Uh, and uh, this game really did live up to its bill and all the fans in attendance, which we had a really nice crowd here today. Both, yeah, both schools really came out in full force, especially making that you know, 15, 20-minute drive from the Central Valley area up here to Stockton. And uh, just a great football game. They're never going to forget this. Excellent football game. And Hillmar takes the ball all the way down the field to wow. the 21-yard line to try to get the winning field goal. Hey, they did everything they could. They just ran out a little bit of time there in the end of the game, just missed a field goal. It's a game of inches. It's Remember, one play is going to decide this game. Yeah, you said that. And that's exactly what happened. It came down to one play. That's the play. I, I'm, I'm very, very happy for Escalon, as well as Hillmar. And uh, this so is, hard. I mean, and, and you know, as being a head coach for years and years and years, and you've won a championship here on this field, uh, you know that uh, what, what is going through these guys' head? I mean, what's going through the Escalon players' heads? I mean, they're basically just happy and elated, but you know, does it sink in? I mean, does it really ever sink in until you're, you know, a year or two out of it, or maybe maybe you go back the next year and don't win anything if you're a junior and you realize, wow, how special was that? Well, Escalon has a memory they'll never forget. Yeah. They'll be living it for weeks, months, years. Hillmar right now is a little bit frustrated. They feel a little down, but they have nothing to be ashamed of. Only one team finishes the season with a win. That's right. Everybody else has to lose their last game. That's the unfortunate thing about the playoff system, and that's what Hillmar's feeling right now. In a few months, when this bitter loss gets over with, they'll realize they had a fantastic season. Coach Marks and his staff as well did a great job. But really, Hillmar came out of nowhere this year. 
Escalon was picked to win their league, picked to win the section championship before the season. Hillmar really surprised a lot of people in the area. Hillmar played tough. They played very well. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of the people were kind of surprised by Hillmar because of the sophomore quarterback. Uh, Nathan Costa really stepped up in the fourth quarter with five minutes left to go. Uh, really made some really nice throws on very pressure situations. They got a bright future out of Hillmar. I mean, oh, this yes. Guy, you know, Costa let him down the field as a sophomore wow. to get him in field goal range. What an experience that is for that young man. He, he's, he's never going to have a bigger situation to grow from than he had here today. He's only going to be better as a junior and senior as a result. they got great days ahead. I know it doesn't make the seniors on Hillmar feel any better, no, no. but uh, Costa and the younger guys on Hillmar, the underclassmen, they uh, they have a great experience well, to draw from. Well, I think from. that uh, we did see the two best teams in D4 football here today, and uh, I don't think that's uh, up for debate at all uh, by uh, by you or I. I'll tell you that. And D4 uh, football yeah. always runs through the TVL. It does. TVL is one of the state's strongest leagues and uh, always has been, it seems like, for the last 15 or 20 years, and the section championship always seems to run through it. It's, again two TVL teams battling for a section title in Division 4. Hey, well, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back, and we'll give you our final thoughts as well. Bob Moore is working on some statistics for you. He'll run down some of the scoring and uh, and basically tell you about what happened in this football game. If you're uh, taking, a, well, getting to your cars right now and you're listening to us as you leave the stadium, we'll give you some of the statistics as you leave and drive home. Uh, once again, congratulations goes out to Escalon High School. They are your D4 section champions for the 2004 2000, actually 2003 football <laughs> season. What a great football game. We'll be right back. Jim Wells, Frank Bispo, and Bob Moore right back in just a few minutes.